The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Just let that play just a little bit. Good Saturday morning. The Conservative Cartel live from the Nine Line Studios this Saturday morning on the Blaze Radio Network. Matt Locke here, Rocky Stucci on the other side of the microphone, Ron Phillips, executive producer, running all of the fancy gadgets that we do here at this beautiful show. But look, I want to take a quick second. It's Veterans Day, Rocky Stucci. Yes. It's Veterans Day, and I want to take a minute to thank every serviceman, woman, everybody who has served this country now, then, forever, all of those that made the ultimate sacrifice. I know that Veterans Day isn't for that, but hey, it's the cartel and we can say it. And I want to thank my father and my grandfather, Charles Locke and Harold Locke. They served in the military. And I know, Rocky, you had a picture up on Facebook of uh, your father. I did Vietnam 67, 69, 101st Airborne and 82nd All-American uh, Combat Wounded. And I uh, love him to death. And if I could be the half the man my father is, brother, I'm going to say mission complete. There you go. And, and it is Veterans Day. And by the way, for the show today, fantastic show today. We're going to get into some Roy Moore in the first hour because that's the biggest news story of the week. And it's crazy. We're going to dig deep into that. Second hour, former cowboy Mike Kisilak is going to be joining us in studio. And then the third hour, we're going to have a bunch of veterans running around this studio because we've got Tyler Merritt, CEO of Nine Line In. We've got all of his veteran friends. I can't remember all their names, but there's going to be like five or four or five, six people in this studio in hour three. So you're going to want to stick around and listen to this show all three hours. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And you know, Rocky, tonight I get to dress up in a tuxedo. Yeah, I'm going to unfriend you from Facebook just for 24 hours. Just Ron, you know. Ron and I have been invited to the Sky Ball here in Dallas, Texas, and uh, we're going with Nine Line, and, and it's just a deal where they go out and they uh, they honor. They honor these Medal of Honor you know, uh, recipients. They uh, salute. They raise money for great veteran causes, and that's tonight. So pay attention to the Cartel Facebook page, the Matlock Instagram. There's going to be some pictures flying around. We're going to we're going to have a good time tonight. But but Rocky, we've got let's get into this. Let, let, let's get into hour 1 here because we got Roy Moore. We've got Judge Roy Moore down in the great state of Alabama, which is the Bible Belt. It's dark mm-hmm. dark red. He uh he 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 won his primary against Luther Strange, who was part of the swamp. Luther was uh handpicked by the governor of Alabama to at least fill in for Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who is now the Attorney General. So his seat there in Alabama was up for grabs. And uh, Judge Roy Moore beat Luther Strange pretty handily in Alabama. And up till about three or four days ago, Judge Roy Moore had a 17-point lead on his Democratic contender, his competition. He had a 17-point lead. And then all of a sudden, oh, Roy Moore is a sexual deviant. Sound familiar? 
you know, it seems all too familiar, Matt. And, you know, there's a frustration that is building up. And, and so we're going to get into this subject. And so I'm not going to really jump right into the throttle in regards to some of the things that we've talked about off the air. But uh, let, let's set the storyline here like you just kind of did. And uh, I want to get your overall thoughts, Matt, on, on what you think is actually happening here. Because I think the picture is a lot bigger than just Roy Moore. Sure it is. Sure, sure it is. And look, here, here's the deal. Here is the deal. Alabama needs a senator. Jeff Sessions is now the attorney general, which we could go into that all day mm-hmm. long, too. It doesn't right. seem like anything is getting done. And we've got some, oh, there's a bunch of sealed indictments going on right now in this whole Mueller investigation. Mm-hmm. And goodness, I saw an article on that. We might get into that in hour two, this whole investigation, these sealed indictments or whatnot. But we've got an election coming up December 12th. That, that is the election. Doug Jones is the Democrat in Alabama. Roy Moore is the Republican. And, and if you'll remember, Rocky, Judge Moore was the chief justice on the Alabama Supreme Court. He's a diehard conservative. He believes in biblical marriage, the Ten Commandments. He told the federal government that he wasn't going to honor gay marriage in the state of Alabama, which got him off of this, the state Supreme Court, got him banned from the Alabama Supreme Court. Uh, you know, you look at this stuff. This guy is a rip-rock conservative with Christian values. That doesn't play well in the swamp. No. Anything with Christian values, Matt, does not play well in the swamp. And that's that's one of my biggest frustrations. You know, I, I want to point something out, too, really quick in regards to that, is that uh, who, who is that Lemons guy from CNN? Don uh, Lemon. Uh, Don Lemon. You know, yep. it was funny because it was just a couple weeks ago, he was referring to Allah Wakbar on how beautiful it was, and he was praising how beautiful it was. And then the next week, right after the Texas shooting, he's attacking people for praying. He's attacking Christians for praying. Curious. So, you know, I think the overall picture of a lot of things that we're witnessing today in politics is the attack on Christianity. Well, it absolutely is, dude. I mean, it absolutely is. This is exactly, if we were to break this whole entire thing down, which we're going to, I mean, there's a Mm. lot of news on this and, you know, we, we wanted to set the stage here, but this is the way the left does politics. This is the way, I mean, look, you and I want to get into this here in the second segment. Maybe we'll, we'll start talking a little bit about it right now. The statute of limitations. Now I want to, I want to preface all this by Mm -hmm. saying here on the cartel, We do not condone sexual assault, harassment, rape. We don't. If you've been sexually assaulted, if you've been raped, harassed, there should be consequences. It's a man or a woman, and not just a woman. It's a man or a woman. We do not condone any of that garbage. But there is a statute of limitations on these charges, and that just means that there's a time limit. There's a time limit to where you're a victim where you can come out and say, Judge Roy Moore assaulted me. Right. In the picture that's being drawn together right now, that's being put together by the left, is they want you to believe. Here's the thing that just blows my mind. The left wants the average citizen to believe that for 40 years, this Judge Roy Moore has been a sexual deviant. You know, and here's the difference, though, Matt. You know, when we're looking at what's happening in Hollywood, because me and Matt were talking the other day, folks, when we're talking about the statute of limitations, you know, we had the question is that, you know, these are accusations. And so when somebody accuses somebody of something that happened 40 years ago, 30 years ago, right. 10 years ago, right. 
you know, it's an accusation. So how much further beyond that accusation can you go? But now when we reference this, Matt, towards Hollywood, when we look at Kevin Spacey and some of the other disgusting acts that are coming out of Hollywood, these people are coming forward and admitting it. They're coming forward well, sure and they apologizing are. Sure for they are. doing it. Well, but Rocky, here's the difference. Here's the difference. I heard this explanation this week. Here's the difference. In Hollywood, they're all coming forward now. They're like, yeah, we, we knew this was going on. Mm-hmm. We, we knew this was going on. We kept Disgusting. our mouths shut. We didn't want to rock the boat. I mean, they knew it. But yet you've got the left saying, well, if you believe this Weinstein stuff, you've got to believe that Judge Roy Moore is a, a degenerate. Mm-hmm. Well, where was anybody coming forward over the last 40 years? You know, man, I'm telling you something. It should be almost just as criminal if you know that these acts have happened and you did nothing about it. It should be. Well, it, what should be criminal is these if these accusations aren't true. If you <laughs> come forward as a victim mm. and you say Judge Roy Moore molested me, if those if those charges are found not to be true, you ought to be charged. I'm you sick of watching these folks. The, the mm. Duke Lacrosse case, remember mm-hmm. that deal? Yeah, yeah. That that was complete and utter fabrication by the victim. Whatever happened nothing whose reputation got tarnished the duke lacrosse team it's amazing i'm going to take you back to herman cain herman cain was running for president was a was was a front runner all of a sudden there was sexual improprieties he had to pull out of the race and when he pulled out of the race guess what all of the sexual improprieties went away Where'd they go? Well, look at how many look at how many people accused Donald Trump when he was running for president. Yeah, where are those ladies? Where are those ladies? Where where are any of these people? See, this is dirty politics. It's, it's dirty disgusting. politics. In the left knows the left will stoop to whatever level they have to to keep people out of the swamp that will blow up what they have. It just shows yeah. you right now. I'm so sick and tired of politics. I'm That's so right. sick and tired of the garbage that lives Amen. in Washington, D.C. I'm sick of it. And look, right, we, we've got so much, Rocky. We've got so, so much more to get into this three hours. I mean, there, there isn't going to be enough time. You're like, you know, it's always funny, Rocky's like, you think we're going <laughs> to take an hour for Roy Moore? I'm like, dude, it's going to take three hours to get through Roy Moore. But look, we got Roy Moore. We got more of that on the other side. Mike Kisilak. We'll be in studio hour two. And of course, the the fellas from Nine Line Hour Three, Veterans Day. Thank you, all of you veterans out there. Hang tight. The cartel rolls on. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The conservative cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, good morning. Happy Veterans Day to all those men and women out there that so bravely put on the uniform, willing to give up so much for the freedoms that we have in our country. You're listening to the Conservative Cartel live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. Folks, if you want to call in, give your opinion, just call into the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-9393. Matt, I want to start this segment out by saying this. We're looking at what's happening with Roy Moore. We're looking at the campaigns. I'm seeing some of the people in our chat. If you want to watch the video stream, just go to the Conservative Cartel Facebook page, and you can join in on the conversation with so many wonderful people that follow the program. And there's people that are saying that 
There's been thousands of dollars potentially, allegedly paid off to certain people to right. accuse Roy Moore of this. But, you know, here's the thing, though. When we talk about above reproach, we're talking about media and these credible media sources that are publishing this information in regards to Roy Moore. I mean, this is madness, Matlock. When we're looking at the whole Hollywood scandal, we're looking at the political stand- scandal, we're looking at mainstream media that feeds into this this nightmare that we're witnessing today. When do we, or who, do we start holding accountable? So when you have media outlets that are publishing these quote-unquote accusations, just like they did to Trump, just like they've done to so many other people in the past, when do we start holding media accountable for, for posting allegations? Because this well, is defamation of character as well. It is, and I think Judge Roy Moore's wife is suing the Washington Post, by the Good. way. So that's Good coming for, for defamation. But I, I want to... I want to talk about some things here because you and I have been talking about this kind of all week. We've been back and mm. forth on it and whatnot. And I know Rush Limbaugh came out the other day and said, look, Roy, Judge Roy Moore, you should hire Hillary Clinton. You know, she she is good at getting, you know, rapists off of, of a 12-year-old child yeah. because the 12-year-old <laughs> child, of course, mm-hmm. was asking for it. But right. the bimbo eruptions, I, I mean, I want, I want you to look at it this way. If you get accused of sexual harassment as a Republican, you need to step down. Right. If you get accused as a sexual harassment as a Democrat, that's a resume enhancer. You're I mean, Bill Clinton was doinking the intern in the White House. I mean, we sit here and we look at the morality of all of this, Rocky. This is what drives me up a wall. The, the Democratic left party has no morality, mm. none whatsoever. But the, the, the Republican Party has to have morality. We have to be upstanding. And now you've got here's what is a, it just blows my mind. You have the swamp now standing up. Now you've got McConnell, you've got McCain, both rhinos, both idiots saying he's got to, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to go away, got to resign. You, you got to be done. You can't run. You can't be in office. You can't do it. These accusations, and they're just this, Rocky. They're just accusations. They're not fact. Right. In, in Judge Roy Moore comes back out and he says, "Look, I don't know what you guys are thinking. I'm a judge, and, and in America, there's due process. Right. I'm entitled." to a fair trial i'm entitled to letting you know what the truth is out there i'm entitled to knowing and i use entitled on purpose because you got the left out there saying everybody's entitled Mm -hmm. and if it's the left oh well you know yeah yeah he just slept with that woman i didn't have sex with that woman i had not have sexual relations with that woman well that's pretty good well it was my best bill clinton i had but (laughs) you know the left the left comes out and they're all the time morality police for the right. Right, absolutely. And that's, and that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing right – and you know why they're doing it, Rocky? Because Alabama is bright red. It's bright red. And I said this in the first segment. It's amazing. And I don't believe any of these polls. But it was amazing. Supposedly, Judge Moore was up 17 points in the latest poll until this story came out. And mm-hmm. now you're reading stories – where these women, by the way, these four women, none of them know each other. None of them have the same story. And now 30, 40 years later, they're coming out saying, well, uh, he might have dated me when I was 14. Or he might have ran his hands over my girl parts, over, right. you know, my clothing. It, it, they, it, look, is this, I want to ask you a question, Rocky. 
is this an assault on the genders? I mean, isn't this what men and women do? I, I mean, you have a man and a woman so you can have babies. We don't need to go through the birds and bees on here. I mean, how else do you get people on the earth kind of stuff? But the left makes you want to, the left makes you think that this is somehow destructive or my God, Judge Roy Moore might have dated a girl. You know, I, I want to point something out here, Matt, it, it, and a very serious note. I want to point something out is that, you know, we're seeing this, this circus of madness in regards to more our political parties, our mainstream media. We're seeing these psychopaths in Hollywood that have been doing this for years. But, you know, I want to point something out, and, and I want to be very clear about something to people that are listening, is that there are people right now that are experiencing traumatic experiences from rape, from molestation, there's child, children that have gone through crucial moments in their life. There are women right now that are in courts that are dealing with serious things when it comes to these things about rape and molestation. And when we sit here, our media, our politics, they use this to politicize an agenda. They use this to sit here and to try to defame somebody with possible false allegations. It is disgusting to me that we sit here and we turn this into a game. And I'm not speaking to you or me, man. I'm speaking to how media does this. If politics does this just to try to get somebody out of a specific election, to try to diminish the votes of somebody, they should be ashamed of themselves. And whether it be the right or the left, if that is their character, then they don't represent what I want. They don't represent what the people of this country want because it is disgusting. I'm looking at a sheet right now, Matt Locke of rape statistics in this country, of child molestation statistics in this country. It's a real deal, and there's people really suffering. And for them to turn this into a three-ring circus, they should all be ashamed of themselves. Well, and they're doing it on purpose. But I, I've got an article here from Breitbart in front of me. It says, Alabama ABC affiliate can't find one voter who believes WAPO report about Roy Moore in a man-on-the-street segment. So it says, during a segment that aired on Friday's broadcast of Birmingham, Alabama, ABC affiliate, WBMA, political reporter Lauren Walsh sought out voters in Alabama to gauge their reactions to this Washington Post report that alleged Judge Roy Moore engaged in inappropriate conduct with four teenage girls. None of the respondents believed the reporting. None. And look, let's look at the timing here. We are one month out from a Senate election in Alabama, December 12th. Today's November 11th, Veterans Day. We are one month out, and all of a sudden, you have four women who have come forward and said, well, you know, he inappropriately touched me 35, 40 years ago. Now, I I said this before, and I'll, I'll say it again. The cartel does not condone rape, does not condone sexual harassment or molestation or pedophilia or any other of that garbage that goes on in the left. But isn't this a thing where the left is projecting what is actually going on within their party? Right. I mean, you talked about this. We're hearing about Corey Haim now and Charlie yeah. Sheen. We're going to get that in an hour too. We're hearing about the pedophilia and just the absolute garbage that is going on out in Hollywood, California, in all of these big money people. And Kevin Spacey now was taken off a movie. And, and you know, and, and here's the big thing: we now have a sitting senator 
who is on trial, on trial, Rocky, right now being going through a trial to see if he's going to be found guilty of collusion, of uh, RICO, of giving uh, his buddy Melgin in, in, in doing fraud of Medicare, and a whole bunch of things. Where is that story? Where is the Bob Menendez story right now of the corruptions, the kickbacks, the money, the pay-to-plays, the RICO? Where is that story? Do you hear that anywhere in the news today? There's a lot of stories, Matt, that we should be hearing in the news today that we don't hear about it because the Democratic Party is playing reverse psychology and they are manipulating the stories that they want us to talk about and it is actually working and that's the part that scares me. Well, this is, it's, it's a template. We've watched politics long enough now. I've been following politics since I was 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when John McCain was res- running for president and, and guess what came out that he was having an affair? Do you remember that? He was having an affair. And all of the big talking heads all went to bat for him and said, look, it, it, first of all, he was old and nasty and who the heck wants to have an affair with John McCain? But secondly, everybody defended him because, look, you're, you're innocent proven guilty right and john mccain went on to run for president and get his rear end handed to him by barack Mm -hmm. obama in 2008 but my point of this all is this is a standardized game plan by the left look back at barack obama yep when he first started as a state senator from illinois first of all he started his senate campaign in the living room of bill bill Ayers and bernadine dorn who are domestic terrorists so let's throw that out there but You remember how Barack Obama won his seat in Illinois, in the Illinois State Senate. He uncovered divorce documents that were sealed of his opponent. Right. Sealed. Sealed. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen a record. We have not seen a political record from the 44th president of this country. We haven't seen it. We have no idea where, what Barack Obama's grades were, what he looked, where he was, you know, anything. Birth, well, we did see the birth certificate. Yeah, but no, but see, no, 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 see, because, man, if we talk about Obama, you know, the great Messiah, Obama, when we talk about him, we're we're radical right-wing conspiracy theorists. We're not allowed to ask questions. We're only allowed to attack Republicans or Christians, but we're not allowed to even bring up Obama's name because he is the great Messiah of the land. He is the great savior of this country. And I'm going to tell you something. I I could just, I I don't even want to go there right now, but it it makes me disgusted, Matt. It makes me absolutely disgusted when we sit here and we look at the atrocities from the Obama administration, but yet he is still praised. And people actually think that he is going to be one of the greatest presidents in the history of this country. And we could dissect that. We could break that actually down. And then we're looking at what's happening today. And, And I have a point. When we look at what just happened recently with the votes, with the elections, it scares me because we'll, we'll, we we sit here and we're talking about the rape allegations. We're talking about things that to me should not be that important compared to things that we should really be talking about. But in a way, are the Democrats not winning right now? This is when I say that I worry about the elections in 2018 because we look at some of these Democrats that are coming forward, Nancy Pelosi and this psychopath from Florida. It makes me nervous because we focus on those people while some really dirty, nasty things are happening in the background that we're not paying attention to. Well, you're right. The culture war is always where it's at. Look, we're, we're, we're rolling on here. Don't go anywhere. We're going to continue Judge Roy Moore on the cartel this morning.
the conservative cartel returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the Marketplace of Liberty this Saturday morning as we are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios from the Blaze Radio Network. If you want to be part of the program this morning, triple eight. 933-93 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Alongside Iraqi Stucci, I am Matt Locke. And look, we're, we're covering Roy Moore. Hour one, Roy Moore. There is so much here that is, uh, it's amazingly in-depth, crazy. The left's booby trap in culture, rat trap. I mean, it really is. The left is winning because of what's going on. But we've got Mike on the phone from Kentucky. And, and he wants to talk about the trap that the media is setting for uh, Judge Roy Moore. So, Mike, welcome to the conservative cartel. How are you this morning, sir? Not too bad. Um, I just want to talk about uh, Roy Moore. And I think that uh, uh, a lot of these people in the media and a lot of uh, people in talk shows that I've been listening to have been looking at this the wrong way. I mean, you uh, are looking at the fact that you got a, a deep red state, a close, tight-knit uh, uh, Senate, Yep. And then you have these allegations that come out about Roy Moore. Now, what you were talking about earlier with the statute of limitations, the point of the statute of limitations was so, to give the person the right to not have to love, live under the uh, fear of prosecution their whole life. Right. So if, if, if something was meant to be reported, they figured the statute of limitations was more than enough time to do so. Right. And that person should then be free of doing that. But what y'all are missing, though, is, is there's a lot of states that have no statute of limitations for felonies. And statutory rape in a lot of states is a felony. Good point. So you, you have to look at that point. Now, the other aspect of this is, is that the, you have a Democratic Party that wants everybody to look away from Hollywood. Oh, yeah. You want mm-hmm. all this sexual harassment to stop. So you have a very close... Senate majority for the Republicans, and you have a very opportunistic sexual harassment situation, what better opportunity for Mitch McConnell and the Republicans to introduce this thing and to get rid of the guy they didn't want in the first place? Oh, and it's, Mike, you're exactly right. I mean, you look at how fast, you look at how fast these establishment rhino rats that are rolling around D.C., they wanted nothing to do with Roy Moore. They can't have the Roy Moores, the Kelly Wards. They can't have the people who are going to come in and actually do Trump's bidding. And we could take an hour to talk about this because absolutely Absolutely zero is getting done right now. And now I'm hearing reports that tax reform isn't going to be done before the end right. of the year. They can't. Right. They, they right. just don't want anything done. Last word, Mike, then we're going to let you go. Yeah, no problem. you got all the Republicans that are all fighting uh, Trump, and you got these guys that are coming in. This is nothing but a Republican setup, and the media is falling into it. There you go. Mike from Kentucky, thank Thanks, you for Mike. your call. Look, if you want to comment... On Judge Roy Moore, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. Would love to hear your comments out there in, in the world. But, Rocky, I want to move over to the story that I found this morning, once again from Breitbart. Mm-hmm. Roy Moore went on to Sean Hannity's program yeah. yesterday. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I want to read what he said because he's, he replied about these allegations. And he says, look, I think they should see it how it really is. And that's 40 years I've been in the public eye and serving as a deputy prosecutor, as a judge, I've been a chief justice twice. 
I've run a foundation for moral law, and now after 40 years, four weeks out from an election, not even mentioned in a primary, by the way, they bring charges and try to back them up with other things that sound bad. They allege things that are completely untrue. I never knew this woman, he says. I never met this woman. And these charges are politically motivated, you think? He says Hmm. they're there to do exactly what they're doing. The Democrat is behind 11 points. He's very liberal. They don't want to talk about his record. They don't want to talk about his inexperience. They want to defuse this just like they defuse President Trump's agenda by bringing up the Russia deal. Right. They're bringing up something that detracts from the campaign, and they know what they're doing, and they got me, obviously, on the radio hearing about a sexual encounter that never happened. If I would put you in the same position, you would feel just like me. You'd be angry. You'd be very angry. It's exactly the position I'm in. This never happened. They know it never happened, and obviously, you don't wait 40 years to bring out something like this. So I want to I I say something, because that's the end of his comments. Mm-hmm. He's exactly right. Think about this. His opponent is very liberal. Very liberal. I mean, a whole nine yards liberal. Backing the Soros group, the foundation, the Tides Foundation. He's in with that group. He's probably getting money from Soros some way, somehow, or Planned Parenthood. I mean, first of all, they want to detract from the fact that this guy is just an absolute lunatic. But secondly... It's Alabama. Mike said this on the telephone. Alabama is a Bible Belt, conservative, moral state. We've got some some listeners there in Alabama that we know Mm -hmm. well. And and look, they're God-fearing, church-going, morality. They're good people. They're good people who believe in the Bible, who believe that Jesus Christ is their Savior. And you can't have that in Washington, D.C., it, they need to keep the status quo, do they not, Rocky? Well, no, and that's a perfect point, Matt. And again, you know, just adding to what you're saying, it, w- when we were talking about how they were praising Islam a couple weeks ago, and then <laughs> after the Texas shooting, they attacked Christianity, you know, it, it almost seems like the picture is too clear. And, and sometimes I sit back and, and, Matt, we have conversations off the air where we try to dissect what's going on globally and nationally, politically, and all these different things that are happening around us every single day. And, you know, it makes me question when you have somebody like Roy Moore who is rooted in his heritage, when he is rooted in his belief system in Christianity, and he gets attacked. I was listening, Matt, to a local station last night, and they were talking about this professor who came up with the website who is, is, he's informing people of these social justice warrior courses that the universities are starting to have. Wait, wait, wait. You said there, there are courses at a college or university for social justice warriors? There's all kinds of them, Matt. It's, it, you know, here's the thing, is that they're teaching these children now, and I call them children because that's what they act they like. They are, yeah. And they're teaching them anti-Americanism. That's the problem with our universities today. They're teaching them to hate this country. So this guy goes, Matt, and he publishes this website. In fact, I'm going to try to get him on this show. And all he's trying to do is inform people exactly what these courses are all about the type of anti-Americanism that these courses are going to teach because he's against social justice warriors. 
and he is being attacked. He because he is sure conservative. Sure he is. He, he pulled is the curtain back, Rocky. He pulled the curtain back on Oz. He pulled it right. back and said, "Look what's going on in our liberal universities across this country. It's amazing right. to watch the garbage that spews out of there. And and these people, the, these kids are getting indoctrinated, and they're getting a degree, and they're leaving with hundreds yep. of thousands of dollars in debt, and they're right. starting off, and now they've got to be taken care of by the government. Oh, I've got all of this student loan debt that I needed yeah. to be taken care of. I need it for free. So I'll give up my right of First Amendment to get rid of my debt, or I'll give up my right to vote so you'll take away my debt. That's what's going on in these universities, and it's sickening. But look at look at this. So when we look at the broader picture, Matt, we, you know, that's this is this is when we look at what's going on, it's so much bigger than I think what a lot of people on the left can really put their mind to because we are truly Stalin said it, and I'm gonna you'll I'll say it every show. Stalin said it, give me one generation of youth and I can change the world. We look at this new indoctrination, we look at the common core system in our universities and our grade schools and our middle schools, our high schools. We look at the, the behavior of our political system. We look at the behavior of our mainstream media. And what are we doing, Matt, when we sit here and adults act like children? When we have adults that falsely accuse people of rape, when we have adults that falsely accuse people of se- sexual profiling. Uh, and, and, I'm, and there again, when we sit here and we have these false allegations, we are taken away from the seriousness from the people who truly have or are going through these things in their life. So when we look at our youth, when we look at our young adults, when we look at our adults and where we are right now as a country, where we are as a nation, we are failing Matlock and we are failing miserably. Well, and that's on purpose. It's on purpose. That's scary. It's the left's plan to indoctrinate as many young minds as they can to further the new world order the socialistic Mm. tendencies that the party of the left is. And all you have to do is look at Bernie Sanders. All you have to do is look at Bernie Sanders. And and here's the thing. Here's what drives me nuts, Rocky, and I'm almost out of time, and now I have a great thought. But if the Republicans (laughs) would just be conservatives, they would run the Democratic Party out of this country. Yes, they would. But yet they won't. And you have to ask yourself, why is McCain and McConnell and that whole gaggle of elite rhinos why are they jumping on board of this why are we not circling the wagons around mm-hmm. judge roy moore hey don't go anywhere we're going to finish up this segment we got mike Kisilak in studio hour two former dallas cowboys offensive lineman the conservative cartel this saturday morning rolls on the conservative cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back on this beautiful Saturday morning, Veterans Day. The Conservative Cartel live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. If you want to call in, give your opinion on the subjects we are talking about, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888 9393 and folks don't forget if you are listening at the blaze radio and you want to join in on the conversation just go to our facebook page the conservative cartel you can watch the video stream there 
You can like the page. You can follow us because we have a lot of announcements coming up. Rocky, the emotional meatball freaking Stucci, is going to be with Matlock. Yeah, and Ron he Phillips is. Starting Monday morning, watch the Conservative Cartel Facebook page because we're going to be doing live streams, live updates, and things are happening, folks. So stay tuned. Don't forget to like the Conservative Cartel Facebook page as well. Go ahead, Matlock. Hey, by the way, it's 888-900-3393. What did I say? You said 93, 93. Thirty-three oh, ninety-three on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, three, three, and we are nine, live from three. the Nine Line Apparel Studios. Which, by the way, CEO Tyler Merritt is going to be in house yes. hour three with his father. By the way, who I believe, if I, I think his father is the Medal of Honor recipient. I believe. Yeah. I, I don't know that to be a fact, but I believe that's the case. So his dad's going to be in here. Yep. And Tyler's going to be here, and we've got a, a, several other guys. Eric, I don't know his last name, um, amputee. From from military, he's going to be in here. We're going to talk to him and get his story. Um, Jason Smart going to be in here. A lot of nine line guys going to be it's a lot be of a veterans house. rolling around in hour three. We got Mike Kisselak in hour two, former Dallas Cowboy offensive. And there lineman. he is in the chat. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming in here. He's he he's getting there, and he's looking forward to being on. But there we go. So excellent. We're going to wrap up this whole Judge Roy Moore. Yeah. And I want to get And by the way, it is a big week for the cartel. We are going to be rolling around Savannah, Georgia with nine line apparel and look mm-hmm. out. Georgia doesn't have a clue of what Not is coming. Idea. They have no idea what's coming next week, <laughs> but that's what's happening. And in, in, in Rocky Stucci is going to be alongside me and Ron, and we're going to have a great time this week. So do pay attention to the cartel Facebook page and like it. If you're new on here, if you're listening new today, we welcome you aboard for one, Thank you. but like the Conservative Cartel Facebook page. Hit that like button. I know we sound like salespeople, but it helps us. Numbers, numbers, numbers. We want to get that that conservative word out to everybody to listen. But uh, speaking of conservative, mm-hmm. these accusers of uh, Mr. Moore are anything but conservative, by the way. And if you start doing some research, which I guess the mainstream media doesn't want to do, they don't want to do that thing called journalism that I'm using air quotes on right now. Roy Moore's accusers worked for Joe Biden and other Democrats. And heck, one of the ladies worked for Hillary Clinton. You know, you start looking at this. Deborah Wesson Gibson, the woman who alleges that she engaged in a legal and consensual relationship. Now, let me me say that again. This lady has already stated that she engaged in a legal, which means not against the law, legal and consensual. So... She was okay with it. She said yes. Relationship with Senate candidate Roy Moore. Well, she worked for Joe Biden, by the way. And you can see, all you got to do, this is what amazes me, Stooge. I'm a journalism major. Mm -hmm. If you do just a little digging, go to social media, you'll see that on her Facebook page, Miss Wesson Gibson worked for Hillary Clinton. There's a picture of her at a Clinton rally. I mean, are these people, what are they doing? (laughs) And I'm getting squeaky, but I hate, you know, it drives me nuts. Do your damn job. That's right. You're a paid to be a journalist and we can sit here and do it, but you can't. (laughs) I mean, we're no, look, one of our big models. We're not smarter than common sense. That's right. Where is the common sense in journalism today? It's a hit piece. They don't even write articles for news or information anymore. 
Oh, I think I just blew my main artery to my forehead. Yeah, it, I, I, I felt it actually come through the microphone. And so, you know, I, and, and you know, man, I know your frustration, especially with you being a journalist major. Um, here's, I, I just wish people, you know, and here's, again, you know, we have a society of people that claim the badge of critical thinker, right? I, you know, and I, I, I hate to be repetitive, but I'm asking people, if you do wear that badge, please, sometimes when we call ourselves critical thinker, we need to go out the realm of our reality to see the bigger picture, right? And I wish that the people in this country could see the bigger picture of what's really happening here. Right. Man, you're you're busting, you know, blood vessels in your neck because you're frustrated. I I'm getting my I'm getting pain in my face because I get frustrated with what we witness every single day that they consider what? newsworthy when it's we have laziness. It's, I mean, lazy. it's lazy. It's lazy. It's amateuristic. Right. It, it, it's juvenile. Right. It, yep. it, it is so beyond pale to call yourself a journalist and not do any research. Right. And then to say, oh, well, I'm a journalist. I'm a writer. Everything I write is true. I read an article this week from a guy from redstate.com who said mm-hmm. Trump was so stupid. And I'm thinking, man, I want to be as stupid as Donald Trump. I mean, guy's a billionaire. You don't become a billionaire because you're dumb. You don't become a billionaire. You don't run a successful brand. You don't run a successful company by being an idiot. But he's dumb. And, and, and I think to myself, Rocky, well, he's so dumb that he beat you. He's so right. dumb that he beat the left. So what does that make the left? What does that make politics in general right now mm-hmm. is an absolute quagmire, a, a sewage dump. I, I mean, it, this is what irritates me as I sit here and I read all this stuff and, and get ready for this show it is our government, our government right now, it, it, it's, it's, un, it's unbelievable. It's disgusting. It's unbearable. Mm-hmm. It, it's un, it, it is so ridiculously inept amateuristic it, it just nobody's doing their job i mean man, and we at, pay them we pay we, them that's right look at what we have okay so if we historically go back the last 30 days or the last 45 days look at the tragedies that we brought to the airways when we talk about vegas we talk about houston we talked about florida we talked about puerto rico we talked about uh the, the shooting down in texas where have I, I mean these were hot topics where people viciously went against one another uh whether it be through social media whether it been politically or, or the politically whatever was politically motivated behind these situations and where are they we're not talking about texas even we're not talking about vegas we're not talking about the jfk papers we're not talking about what's going on in puerto rico because remember people were going to die you're making like, my we're head not hurt. talking about tax reform anymore. we're not talking hurt. about health care anymore we're not talking about the stuff that we need to be talking I about i know because it, it look we're in this quagmire we're, we're, we're in this alternate reality where you know and now you see all these stories well the left's gonna take back the house the left's gonna do this the left's gonna do that it's like it, i said this in the last segment if republicans just got their head out of their derriere we wouldn't have a democrat in office for the next 50 years because all they preach is immorality it's all they preach look at hollywood Look, right. look at all the, I mean, and we've got all these missing children in Washington, D.C. We've got these yep, pedophile right. rings. We've got Pizzagate yep. back up on the radar again. You've got all these sealed indictments from Mueller. And I really hope, I read an article, I really hope that Mueller is working to go after Democrats. I really, really, really.
really want to hope that would be the greatest Christmas present ever if that was the case because there is so much corruption and so much incestuous ridiculousness that I can't it, it just uh, that vein is popping back out in my forehead no I understand but see here's the thing here's the brilliance behind what they're doing and I hate to call it brilliance but when they sit here whether it be accusations or whatever whatever it may be Matt when they sit here and bring these things to surface they take the Republicans or more or whoever it may be that they're accusing out of their game and they sit here and put them in defense mode where they have to defend false allegations and they can't focus on the campaign. Nope. And, and, and that's exactly what's happened. That. I mean, Roy Moore hit on that. You're absolutely right. It's a brilliance to that. Now what are we talking about? What are we talking about now? Instead mm-hmm. of Roy Moore being up 11 points or 17 points right. or taking Alabama and bringing back conservative values and morality and, and Jesus and, the, and, 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 you know, all those deals, where, where are we looking at? We're looking at, oh, we got to defend. We got to defend. And who's not defending? None of the – it's like – all of these swamp creatures right. are, as soon as they can, they're, they're, they're jumping all over Roy Moore. But look, mm-hmm. it, we're, we're going to see what's going to happen. He's not going anywhere. Judge Roy Moore's wife's going to file a claim for, for defamation. And she should, because if your allegations have no grounds, if they have no validity, you ought to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Now, look, right. don't go anywhere. Hour two coming up. Former Cowboy offensive lineman Mike Kisilak is in the studio. I'm looking at it right now with this Dallas Cowboy hat on right behind the mirror here, but we're coming up. We're going to (laughs) talk. We're going to talk some Kids Matter International. We're going to talk some politics. Beautiful. And you're going to find out he's conservative. That's what we're going to do. So don't go anywhere. The cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to our number two, the conservative cartel with me, of course, the emotional meatball. The other side of the microphone, Matt Locke. Ladies and gentlemen, we are broadcasting live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. If you want to call in, join the conversation. You can just go ahead and call in on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline at 888-900-3393. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is an important day for us. It's, It's Veterans Day, and we have some amazing guests in studio this hour and next hour. Joining us now is Mike Kaislake, and let me tell you something about <laughs> Mike here. What, what are you laughing Kiss at, Mike? It's it, it, yeah. Uh, we're sorry, it's Mike. Okay. We're, no, we're, no, we're, I mean, we're butchering that, no, your I, name. I, I, that's one I've heard before, so it's not new. Oh well, good. good. Oh, well, go well, ahead, see, you see, you guys got me screwed up during the break when Kiss. I asked the freaking question. Kiss Alec. There you go. Madonna brutta mia, mamma mia. He's a paisan guy over there. Yeah, he's Italian. Let me give a little breakdown here. Yeah, Mike, he was an American football player in the Canadian Football League and the National Football League. He received the CFL's Most Outstanding Offensive Lineman Award in 96-97. We're talking about teams like Kansas City Chiefs, Houston Oilers, New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys. But here's something that really stands out because youth is very important to us here at the Conservative Cartel. And since 2007, Mike has been on the board of directors of Kids Matter International. It's a children's charity organization where he has helped clothe thousands of children in need through organizations, local outreach called Around the Block. Uh, Mike and his wife, since 1992, Kim, have been involved in clothing kids since his playing days in Dallas. 
1998. He is also a church minister under Church on the Rock International and a motivational speaker. Brother Mike, welcome. And a big, who is big man. I like big, this guy. Yeah, you like that guy? He's like a big guy. guy. If you're watching on Facebook Live, he's a big dude, by the way. He's got some wide shoulders, but Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. And thank you uh, for having me here. I, I just, I, I loved meeting you guys the other yeah. night. And, and, and this is this is a great opportunity for me. Thanks. Well, we had a great conversation. We met Mike as we were doing some networking at, at the studios at uh, TCN. The other night and he was nice enough to pull us aside and we found out he was very conservative and what he did and we said hey look you're in dallas come come talk to us so let's let's talk about kids matter international well kids matter uh, you know the, the clothing program is my baby in 1998 i was um, with the cowboys and i was going to this church and uh, pastor lawrence kennedy is the one who started it and so i started clothing kids there and i got hooked because i saw this little girl come out of the uh the, the department store with a with a princess dress on pulled over her sweats uh, early in the morning, and you know, I see these kids that are that that don't have much, and all of a sudden she's. Right. It was a little bit of morning. It was cold. It was flurrying, and she opened up her mouth, t- her tongue hanging out, and just twisted like she was in the middle. She had everything in the world. She had that little dress on. I was like, wow, this is awesome. So yeah. then, you know, then I kept uh, doing that for a long time. Kids Matter uh, became a, a charity, and the, the fr- friends of mine that were uh, at, were starting it. They asked me to come on, and I said, "Sure, I'll come on." But I, I want you to, you know, look at this at least because this is my baby. So w- we went there, and they had to turn away fifty kids that night. It was Whoa. me and one of the other guys. We didn't know about it until afterwards. That was two thousand seven or two thousand six, one of those two. And um, and next thing you know, um, we went. You know, we were all upset. The guy that I was with was already on the board of Kids Matter. Was upset about it, and he's like, "I would have written a check for five grand to get these kids. It's a hundred dollars a piece." Right. And um, and then um, uh, so I went. I said, "No, no, let's go talk to the Kids Matter International Board," at which they were asking me to be on. Well, that night was two minute meeting. The next night, you got your five grand. I said, "No, no, no, I don't want just your money. I want your time." Right. So the next weekend, we brought those fifty kids back, and that's what started with Kids Matter International. We did fifty kids the first year, and then we've been doing, uh, you know thousands ever since and uh, we did 500 last weekend oh, so, 500 yeah, on, Tuesday. on your facebook page you had mm-hmm. a picture of uh, you were yeah, at Coles. Yeah, yeah yeah and how many how many children did, did you take i i, I think um, i want to say five i don't know the exact numbers but um because uh, we sometimes have no shows but uh, i want to say we're, we're we're finding our sweet spot is 500 at each store we're doing right. 500 there we did 500 on tuesday in in austin and i think we're gonna do 500 again in arlington on the 18th nice wow. so in look the cartel we stand behind our our veterans of course but charity in you know the left we're going to get into some politics here because i know oh, you're gee. a political okay. guy and, and this is what we do i'm shy though uh, no I, 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 <laughs> we, we noticed that real real quickly but uh the left will tell you they're charitable but you don't see them out doing the things that conservatives will do right in, in in the bad rap, and we talked about Judge Roy Moore in the first hour, and we, we're not going to get into the second hour because we spent the whole hour, but the rap is, and you were talking about this, the left wants to project onto the right what they are doing. I mean, I'm sure there are charities on the left. Let's not rap charities. Charities are a Absolutely. good thing, it, but, but a charity should be run by individuals, not the government. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we don't want to take any government money. That's right. Because we don't want to tell what we can and can't do. That's mm-hmm. right. I mean, in, in individuals, I know my wife and I, we give to charity every year. We, we give to, you know, um, the, the the Red Cross and uh, the who's the little buckets out in front of of the, you always see the stores. That some, uh, God, I can't think of it for some reason. Thank and you, Salvation the Salvation Army. Army. Thank yeah. you, Chris. And he'll be getting involved with Kids Matter. You hear that? Yes, yes. That, you, hear that? you hear that little thing? Wow. I love it. Kids but no, matter. I mean, my whole, my whole point is, Conservatives are very charitable. 
The yes, very they moral. They, they they love people. And they it's, know how it, blessed they are. That's right. That's right. the whole thing. That's right. You know, you, right. I, I believe when you become blessed, it's not a a have to. It's a it's a want to. Yeah. And it's almost a responsibility to to help pull those people up instead of you know pull people down. What I'm finding out from what I see in the left, they get so they they want to bash everyone. They want to bash mm-hmm. everyone all the time and and, and crucify people. Well, what we were, we're trying to do, and what I'm finding out, when I have real people that are real people, right? You know, not fake, because I've met enough of them too. But is they want to lift you up, they want to pull you up, right. and and it's winning. And, you know, I've, I've I've never been a lone ranger. I'm I'm a team player. I was a team of a team. We talked about that. Yes, I'm an offensive lineman. You know, we have to work five guys together in order to protect and open right. up holes and things like that. Well, we work together. You got to trust the people around you, right? And that's what I think you're seeing when we actually reach out to go do uh, these charitable events and things like that. No, that's you know, Mike, let, let, let me add in something here because, you know, there was there was plenty of times in my life where, where me as a father, you know, we struggled and my family struggled and, you know, we had to stand in the food shelf lines to get Christmas dinner. We had to go to churches to get Christmas presents. And there's plenty of times when I was standing in those lines. I'm a very proud Italian guy. And to be in a situation like that, it was it was so humiliating to me, but there was a lesson to be learned, and I wasn't learning it at the time because I was experiencing a lot of tragedy in life. But when you sit here and you meet these people at these these food drives, and when you meet these people at these churches that are so willing to help, uh, it, it changes your views on life, and it, it restores your faith in humanity. But you're very right, brother. When you sit here and you meet people like yourself, that go out of your way to help those in need. It it it. There's a sense of obligation that I personally have to want to help families and help children and help struggling people that are struggling through critical times. And when we look at what we're experiencing today in our political system, it just within our within our society, there's a lot of things that people are experiencing that the struggles of life. And we, you know we're talking about taxes, we're talking about wages, we're talking about the the amount of poverty in our country. And this is a real thing. And, I mean, children don't even have clothes to put on their back. Uh, it, it, there is a sense of, of wanting to help people that have been through the exact same thing I have. And I think that when we get involved in our politics and, and some of these material things that we get involved with through social media and mainstream media, that we're actually losing focus on some of the real struggles that society is dealing with every day. And that, that's why it's so important to have somebody like you on this program. Thank you. Well, you said it perfectly. You know, if, if I may, you said parent. You were a parent. You yeah. are a parent. Your parents took you to those places, you know, and, and because they needed to. You know, I love going in and, met, and going with the crowd, talking to the, to, the, to the kids, having them put their thumbs up when they, and how smiling they are when they come out with all those clothes. I love doing that. Okay, that's what I do. There's a lot of people who have other charities that love doing what they do. But what I think, as a parent, it was a responsibility of me to raise my daughter. I only have one daughter. We'll raise her up and, and let her see, okay, sometimes we had a lot and sometimes we had very little. Right. And, you know, sometimes we're going through nothing but we have no issues. Sometimes we got a lot of issues and I have to overcome things. So life is like that. So and, and it's not all participation awards. Okay. <laughs> what? You don't get a participation what? award. You know, second place is first loser. You know, and it's, yeah. it's you know, you know, I, that's the way I live. I mean, you're you compete in everything you do today. I don't mm-hmm. care what. It's not a. Uh, it's you know, I get so upset with some people just saying, "Oh, it, you you played really well. You lost, but you, you know, <laughs> what can right. you? How can you go? Let's go look at the tape. See how you can get better. 
Exactly. Good, better, best. Don't stop working till the good gets better and the better gets best. Uh, that's right. It, it, but that's <laughs> that's the way it should be in society. And we're losing. We're, we talked about morality, and I want to get to into the next segment here. We're going to start talking some politics. Okay. Because we had this whole Donna Brazil book come out this week. We've got Hillary Clinton. We've got thrown primaries. We've got participation trophies. We've got what happened. We, we, the left wants to blame everybody, and they don't want to take self responsibility on their actions. But we're going to get into that. Rocky Stucci, Mike Kisilak. Former Cowboy great offensive lineman, big dude in studio. He's got his cowboy hat on. You want to talk to him, call the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. We'll be right back this Saturday morning. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, happy Veterans Day to all of those who serve their country valiantly. We appreciate your service here on the cartel. We've got Mike Kisilak in studio here this morning. Blaze Radio Network, we are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. If you would like to be part of the program, 888-900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. But we're just talking politics, and if you get a chance... Head on out to kidsmatterinternational.org. Give if you will, if your heart so says to. That would be fantastic, all you conservatives out there. We're coming into the holidays, Mike, and I know it's probably doubly important at this time of the year, I would say. I mean, this tends to be, and as Rocky was saying, remember standing in lines and whatnot, I was fortunate growing up. We weren't rich by any means of the imagination, but I wore hand-me-down clothes for my cousins. And oh, absolutely. We had a roof over <laughs> our head, and we had, you know, three square meals on the table, and my parents worked hard. We were a lower middle class, maybe upper lower class family. I mean, and, and it, I remember Christmas was so fortunate, you know, to see a president or two underneath the tree, and we didn't want for much. I mean, you know, you, you got what you got, and, and that was what it was. And I have two children, and it's funny because you're like, oh, Dad, what are we getting for Christmas? And, you know, oh, we got to have all these things. And it's like, you know... We, we live in a society of such uh, plastic, uh, right. of, of stuff that's you know, in, irrelevant of, of what's mm-hmm. going on and the things that happen. So to hear stuff like that is fantastic on that end. So thank you very thank much. You. It, it's appreciated here. But I want to jump into some politics, Rocky. And we had this big deal go off this week. We want, I want to talk about a couple of things, but I want to address this first. This whole book from Donna Brazil. Mm-hmm. Now... Over the week, I got a lot of questions, and, and, and you know, people think, I, I, I kind of think it's cool, and in some ways I think you're crazy, because people call me and think that I'm some kind of of, of scholar or that I know all of this stuff. They, they call and they say, hey, Matt, why is this happening? I'm like, eh, you know, I'm not much smarter than you are. What do you think? You know, let, let, let's see what you think about. But, you know, Donna Brazil writes a book about these hacks and comes out and pretty much lays waste to the Clinton mafia. I guess that's the way to say it. Rocky, any any comments or any thoughts of why this would happen at this time of, of the year? Or, I mean, there's really well, nothing no, going on right now politically. But, but nothing, nothing happens by accident. Right. Like, everything's very, very strategic. Now, I heard some rumors. I heard some rumors, you know, as as, as we researched throughout the week, is that uh, there, there may be a little distraction in regards to benefit Michelle Obama. And in you know, a way, I heard that too. To I mean, do you think? Do you? I mean, here's a here's a question. What makes her? And I know this is going to be the Donald. Everybody's going to say what made Donald right, Trump, right. you know, right. uh, capable of being president. 
But what has Michelle Obama done that's made her qualified to be president? Nothing. What did Hillary Clinton do? I mean, uh, uh, well, I could, I could give you a whole list of things that she did. Probably not legal stuff. Well, in the left comes out, the left comes out, and they said, "Well, you got to vote for her because she got lady parts." Right. I mean, they wear these lady part hats on their head, and they act like idiots, and they say because she's a woman that she should be our next president. Now, here's but Michelle Obama. Think about Obama. it, though, Matt. Right. Think about it, though. Seriously, think about it. If she did run, she would have a chance. Sure, That's she would. It's part. identity politics. Of course, right. she would have a chance. Right. She'd have the same amount, of, and actually, she'd probably have more of a chance. Than Hillary Clinton had because one I'm going to say it right now she's black right so you got identity politics I mean that cashes in in that society the whole deal and it's ridiculous because we you know you don't weigh anything on factual what did I do or what are your what are your you know what are your qualifications but two why do you think we got Barack Obama I mean think about the people who are pulling the strings behind the Obama family Mike let me let me ask you something Mike you know in regards to this you know this what we're discussing here. In regards to everything that we have witnessed here probably, God, for a very long time, you know, what is your overall opinion on all of this? When you sit here and, and you help so many struggling families, so many people in need, when you see the real-life struggle on our streets, what what is your overall take when we talk about, like, the Donna Brazil, the Hillary Clintons, the political corruption? What is your take when we see such a divide within the political elite and the struggling families in the streets? Well, it absolutely sickens me. I mean, I, I see, you know, we do, we do to, to make things better, okay? To make things better for these kids, for whoever we're doing it for. But what I see is nothing but divide, 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 mm. divide and conquer, divide and conquer. And that's, and it's, and it's battle the other people, talk bad about them, make them, you know, smear them somehow, whatever it is. I get so sick and tired of that. Why can't we look at records? Why can't we look at what they've done in, in, in the past instead of saying, you know, let's just smear the other person so we don't have to talk about all my issues back here. Right, right. The puppet master somewhere is acting somewhere in, in the corner. And I just think, yes. it all, like you said, nothing happens for a, uh, for no reason, right. <laughs> you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and there's someone in the background manipulating the, the, the stories, whether it be the media, whether it be, you know, who, whomever it is, someone at the top is moving things around, uh, shuffling those, uh, those boards. And, and, yes, I am a bit of a conspiracy theorist. No, oh, I mean, you fit I'm, right I, in around here then. You fit right and in do, around yeah. here, baby. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's like, it's like there's so much stuff. I just, you know, someday I'll figure it all out. But right no, now no, it's just won't. unbelievable. Well, it, the, the, the problem is the more you figure out, the more you don't want to know. Right. I, I mean, the holes that we go down in, in Rocky, you talk, you're talking about conspiracy theorists. Rocky is probably the, the renowned conspiracy theorist. But there's stuff that you start reading. And, and you mm -hmm. talked about the puppet master. And, and we look yeah. at George Soros, who is a common name. Right. We don't know if that's the, the whole deal or whatnot. But when you take $18 billion of your money and you throw it into politics. Right. And, and you know what he stands for. You know what he believes. You you know what his actions are going to ascertain. You know what he wants to do, so you know where that money's heading. So we're at a point in in this country where I think you said it best. You know the, the participation trophies. Yeah. You know that you have to feel bad if someone doesn't succeed. Not. I mean, you're a little you're a little older than I am, and I won't give away your age. But when we were in school, if you came in second, you worked harder. Right. Right. You, you wanted you, to win. You, you got in the gym earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. You got in the weight room longer. It encouraged you, you to move forward. And you had right. coaches. I mean, I had coaches, and I'm sure you did too, because I always told my dad, God, I hate that coach, Fry, or whatever. He yells at me all the time. And my dad would always look at me and say, you know, when he stops yelling at you, 
Amen. You, you're gonna you that you then should start worrying, right? Because he sees something in you that he can make better, right? And now you can't yell at kids, right? You, you, you I, can't I couldn't be a coach, them. right? I, I couldn't, couldn't be a coach. We were watching uh, we were watching a high school game the other day, and I'm like, uh, I, I I was talking to a guy who's his he's he works for the Cowboys and his son is playing, and I'm like, I I, I could not be a coach right now because you know, to to me you said it about it, and I mentioned this the other night too. A coach is someone that sees something in you that you don't see. That's right. Pushes you beyond where you think you can go to take you to places where you've never been. Okay? That's what I believe a coach is. And unfortunately, some of these liberal coaches see something in you that they don't have. Okay? Right. They want to push you to places they want to bring you just right. to use any th- sphere of influence that you have. Right. And that's what happens is <clears throat> excuse me, is they 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 abuse your sphere of influence and then instead of instead of helping make you better and we talked about earlier pulling people up let's bring society up I'm, I'm, when i say pull people up i'm really talking if we all do it together we win as a team right we get to the super bowl yeah i know you don't get the super bowl on the first day of training camp you know but you, it takes time and you can work hard to get there if you work together as a team and right. that's the problem today we have too many individuals that want just a freaking participation award well, we, we have no self-responsibility, and everybody wants to be an individual, and no one wants to share in a responsibility of doing anything, and then the left will attack you for saying, look, this is this is what life looks like. This is, you know, these coaches, the, the, these kids. We're, we're, we're losing a generation. Right. We're, we're losing a generation of kids, and I'm bad at this too. Ron and I were talking about this the other day. I mean, we have children, and, and you know, you want to provide for them. Right. You're, you're their parent. You're, you're their protector. You know, you're the breadwinner. You're you're that role. You're the dad, and you want to do that. But we live in a society where I was scared to death. I'm divorced. I'm divorced. I have two children. I, I never physically touched my kids. I was scared to death that my ex-wife was going to turn me in, and I lose my kids. Right. I, I mean, I you, you, I just did not physically punish my children, and, and and that's where we're at. There's a lot of kids out there today that need a good spanking. Right. They they right. need some discipline. They need some guidelines. They need some structure. Whatever the board in school. <laughs> exactly. But we're at the point now where, you, where you've got teachers in school teaching propaganda. They're, they're teaching this socialistic crap. We, we talked about colleges, Rocky, where, you know, you got that that social justice guy. I mean, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. What was it again? The guy was doing what with the website? He's, he created a website, and all he's doing is giving information on more of the radicalized courses that are in universities that are teaching anti-American rhetoric. Anti-American. In, in, in American colleges. Where, where these kids and these parents and these families are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in four years. I mean, I'm watching this commercial the other day. Uh, try SoFi. They're all over the place. They're advertising everywhere. And you're seeing all these numbers where these, these, these young individuals are coming out of these higher institutions of learning with hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. And they're coming into a world where there's no self-responsibility. Right. There, 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 there's... There's no participation trophies. You're going to get slapped in the face. And, and then they're going, their boss was like, well, this wasn't how college taught me. I, you can't, I don't want to right. do my job. Don't, don't, don't make me work. Right. Don't, don't let, exactly. Don't make me work. Just give me a job. Right. Pay me a high salary so I can put, you know, so we can have less people working for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. let's talk about it. You know, I mean, that's, that's the key is, is they're trying to have these huge, you know, uh, where a, a small business can't survive. No. So that's that's why I like, you know, let's let's get some tax reform in here. Let's get some of that stuff going so we can let these guys grow their businesses and right. be able to handle more employees to put more people to work. Well, and higher wages. It, higher, almost, higher wages come from small business. Higher right, wages it, come from less taxation. Right, if you it, want if you want less of something, right. tax it. 
Right. Because that's what happens. When you tax something, you're going to get less because that business owner has to pay those taxes instead of hiring another person. Or they go offshore. That's right. And, and they hide the money it back over in. there. Let's that, bring it back into America. Absolutely right. L- listen to this guy. This guy's around the ball. By the way, Mike Kisilak in studio, former Dallas Cowboy. Make sure you check out kidsmatterinternational.org. That is the charity he does. Uh, close young children. It's fantastic. We love that here on the cartel. Rocky, what are we going to talk about in the next segment? Well, I got a million things up that we can talk about, but I, I do want to talk about the new Charlie Sheen situation that's going on too. Yes, I, my, are we getting Mike for another segment, or what's going on? Are you in here? How long? You, how do? How long do we have you? My oh, he's still he, sleeping. His wife's still sleeping. We got him. <laughs> we got to kick him out by the third hour because we got the nine line guys coming in the third hour. But we're gonna roll on with Mike Kislak from former Dallas Cowboys. We're gonna talk about some Charlie Sheen. Let's talk some Charlie Sheen. Rocky, let's talk about Hollywood, Weinstein. I saw some more allegations come out this morning, and I probably said his name wrong because Ron's over there shaking his head at me. I knew that was going to happen. I'm horrible with names, and I can't read either, and it's 9.30 in the morning Central Time, so what are you going to do? You know? Hey, don't go anywhere. If you want to be part of the program, 888-900-3393, Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. This is the Conservative Cartel Saturday morning. is the conservative cartel with matt Locke and rocky stucci only on the blaze radio network well welcome back to the program the conservative cartel. I was going to say the blaze. I get my show screwed up here. This Saturday morning, <laughs> Veterans Day. Thank you all so much for being here. We are broadcasting live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to call in, you want to talk to our guest, Mike, call the, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. And again, let me say this. Mike Kisilak from Kids Matter International. I'm asking each and every one of you, go to the website. It's Kids Matter international.org what they do is amazing this this is personal to me just just because of some of my personal struggles in life uh you know when people go out of the way to help our youth something that we don't see hit the mainstream media is the struggles that we see today again it's kids matter international.org visit the site mike again thank you so much for being here today sir well thank you for plugging our charity too absolutely you know and i wanted to say something matt i wanted to I wanted to add on to something what Mike said in regards in the last segment in regards is, is working as a team. And, and, you you know, you can't have a Super Bowl team unless everybody plays together, right? And, you know, when you were saying that, Mike, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about society and I'm thinking about our country and I'm thinking about, you know, Donald Trump has a slogan, make America great again. Then I think about the Industrial Revolution when we flourished. And when you look at how we have the great divide, how politics and media has completely separated the integrity of this country, they have just ripped the souls from people to where you're either this far direction on the left or you're that far direction on the right. And there's such this separation that it's almost difficult to find common ground. It's almost difficult to sit down with somebody with opposing views and have an adult conversation. But if we want to, as a country, come together and be that champion team Sooner or later, if we don't find this common ground to work together to make it to that Super Bowl, 
we are going to destroy ourselves from within. And I don't think people really realize how catastrophic our actions are today and for the integrity of our future for our children. We've been infiltrated with hate. That's what's happening. And they just try to, to, to split everyone apart instead of taking the positive. And, you know, families have struggles within that you argue about. Or, or teams have struggles within that you argue about and have I mean, sometimes fights even on the, on the practice field. But when you're in that game together and you're playing against someone else or someone picks on your younger brother that you always pick on, mm-hmm. you stand up. You say, right. hey, That's right. so make America great again. Be, be proud of who you are. Right. Be right. proud of who you are. I don't care what it is, whether it's you know what, what whether it's you know arguing uh, like this on, on a on a on a uh, radio show. Uh, if you're if it comes to the national anthem, if it comes to the you know in the schools with some of the stuff that's coming out that these kids they're teaching kids. Yeah, it just drives me. It actually drives me batty, but it just forces me to actually get a little more gritty. Well, doesn't right. it? It bothers me that as you look at the left and what they stand for. And they're mad because Trump wants to make America great again. Don't don't you want America to be great? I mean, don't you want to be prosperous? Don't you want an economy that flourishes? Don't you want a stock market where you're making money and you're earning on your earnings so that someday you can retire because you worked hard and, and you put your kids through higher education and, and you want to enjoy the golden years of your life. I mean, I look at this and I always scratch my head because it's like the left doesn't want that. And you have to ask why. That's the whole thing. I, it drives me batty trying to figure out what they believe in. Because I don't know what they believe right. in because they say one thing, but they do others. Yeah. So so what do you believe in? I mean, do you believe in... In, in really in, in helping out society like we're, we're, we're trying to do? And, and how do you make this overall picture better? Or do you just feel like, let's keep people under control by just making sure we have big government? Let's make sure that we have all these all these things where people are, okay, they're not on, they're, they're, quite honestly, they're not, they're not uh, uh, on, on a plantation anymore. No. Okay, let's be straight up. They're not on a plantation anymore, but let's keep them under our control. How? By keeping them on government assistance. By making sure, if, oh, if you do do this, we're not. We're going to pull that back. If you start achieving things, right? Gonna, oh, we're going to pull get that as much back. welfare. Right. So what happens? That causes it. That's right. So I mean, that's just common sense. I have some friends back at home Sorry. in Indiana. No, no, no. It's in, in <laughs> no, your. It in, and you just you jogged. You're spot on because yep. I have some friends back home in Indiana, and they run staffing. They they mm-hmm. staff for these big this big factory, and they make parts for Honda. And they get people in there, and at one point, they were paying people $9 an hour. Yeah. And, and to live on $9 an hour, I mean, it's amazing to me. We, we sit around, we talk about this over over some dinner and a, a couple drinks. $9 an hour is 360 bucks a week. Right. Time you take taxes out, your health care. Uh, how do you raise a family on those kind of wages? And I'm not for the raise the wages and whatnot. I'm for the free market. It, it will, if the free market would work the way it's supposed to work, it, it, it would be fantastic. But the, but here's what happened. So they come in, and this is what you were talking about. The company comes in and says, we can't pay $9 anymore. I mean, we can't get anybody. Nobody wants to work for that. Right. So we're going to start paying 12 Right. So these people come in, they're like, well, I, I can't make $12 an hour because if I make $12 an hour, I don't get that Section 8 help. Right. I, I don't get the food stamp help that I was getting. I can only make this amount. And then the government gives me the rest. So I became the, a tweener. That's right. Oh, and that's exactly what it is. They're actually worried of the fact that they're going to make too much money, that they're going to be successful, and the government won't be able to help them. Right. See, and that's ingrained in them now. 
The government has come in and that control, they've gotten into that family and they control it now. They feed you, they house you, they, 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 get, they help you and you can't live without them and that's exactly what the left wants. The left wants a society where we are dependent upon them because when we're dependent upon them, then they can do what they want they, to do. It's called control. That's right. They get what power they and want. control. They they get the power. They get the control. They get the government. They get the money. They get all this stuff. So we're sitting here and we're watching. And, and, and what disturbs me the most, we're watching all of this garbage come out of Hollywood. We're watching all of this mess out there right now. And, and I was telling you during the break, Mike and I were talking about this. My father-in-law said this. It's Sodom and Gomorrah. I I, I mean, it, 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 it's Absolutely. it's a biblical devastation of personal responsibility and morality and in god being taken out of the question in the lexicon of what we're doing and the morality is no longer there it's no longer there we're lost we're a ship without a rudder well when we're going to see the difference you say it's sodom and gomorrah when it's because they've been seeing it in hollywood they say that oh they've known it for years yeah so it truly was sodom and gomorrah because when it doesn't bother you Right. When it doesn't bother you and upset you, then yeah. Yeah, that's that's when it's it's horrible. Uh, I mean, oh, but what uh, yet they they come out and they talk about what Trump did in the locker room. Right. And that's oh my gosh. Well, we talked about that last hour. We're not going to get into okay. the birds and bees here because <laughs> men and women have to get together to have children Absolutely. to procreate the species of what God actually wanted, and that's why you have Adam and Eve. I mean, yeah, that's exactly why you do. But the amazing <laughs> <laughs> the amazing thing to me is they want to be the Oh, the, the the moral judge. Right. And they're people who have no morals. Right. They don't know how to judge. Right. And here, yet we sit in this whole alternate reality, and I'm looking at this right now. Judge Apatow, who who did movies. And I mean, I like some of this guy's movies. Knocked Up, Pineapple Express, some of this funny stuff. You know, you want entertainment, right? Right. He comes out and he says, there's a lot more coming in this Hollywood sex misconduct scandal. And we have friends. I mean, we have friends that give us information all the time. And I'm not going to give away the names here, but there are lists. There are lists in Hollywood of these kinky sex party orgies, and they actually have lists of what these people enjoy. It, 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 to me, is mind-boggling, Rocky Stucci. Well, what's on the list? Um, I can't really talk about a lot of the list on radio because it's not real. But it's the deviance. It's the sexual deviance of what they enjoy. And pedophilia is at the very top. Right. And that's Young just well, kids. There's, a, there's another thing we don't talk about you know, as a nation. We don't talk about the, the trafficking. I mean, how many times do we go into these stores and we see these yep. these lost children posters and the milk cartons of these children that just disappear? And you, you said it earlier, Matt, when we talk about all those teens and preteens that have disappeared in Washington, D.C. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about child trafficking, child prostitution. We don't talk about none of this. And we don't talk about the stuff that's happening in Europe, in Germany, in Sweden that is heading towards this country. So with an already existing problem, we are inviting things outside of the United States that's going to accelerate that problem because we had that problem already with the Somali community here in the Twin Cities. So, you know, why are we not, as a country, talking about these real-life issues? Because they don't want to. You know what? Let me, let me say something really here. Sure. Thank God for our veterans that went to war, learned how to do all these, had all these skill sets, mm. that now you're seeing a lot of these guys going into the, you know, battling sex trafficking. I've yeah, got right. several friends. I could name several. I'd love to have them come on your show sometime. But they, they are 
Oh my God. Because I love kids. I love kids and vets. And when kids and vets, right. when vets are helping kids, I'm supporting that. Yeah, right. And, and so what happens is you hear, I mean, in the area we live right now between Houston and Dallas, I'm hearing that that's like the number one spot for sex trafficking. Yeah, we have a we have a good friend of the of the cartel here, uh, Chad Prather, mm-hmm. who is very involved in this trafficking trafficking and whatnot. And we're seeing it out in Washington D.C. We're seeing it in in Hollywood. It, it, it's amazing. And, and I know there there is a documentary I watched the other day called An Open Secret. Mm-hmm. You need to watch that. Go to An Open Secret. Watch that. It it goes through seven or eight different young children who mm-hmm. get abused by the Hollywood deal by the whole atmosphere and what happens and how they're in one one kid actually dies i mean it's crazy but that's what that's going on conservative cartel saturday morning rolls on stick around the conservative cartel will return on the blaze radio network Well, welcome back this Saturday morning as we are live. The cartel from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, I see we've got Tim on the phone. Hang tight, Tim. 888-900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Got Mike Kisilak in studio here. Former professional football player, Dallas Cowboys, uh, Chiefs, Giants. I was up in Canada. Canada a little bit. He oh, enjoyed the, the northern exposures of life, but uh, he's in studio. We're just talking some politics, um, pushing his pushing his organization, Kids Matter International.org. If you find that in your heart to go over and uh, donate or whatnot, please tell. Please share. We, we'd ask you to do that. It doesn't cost anything to share on Facebook, so make sure you do share. We certainly appreciate the fact, Mike, you stopped by. He's Absolutely. a local guy here, and, and we love talking to him. Met Mike here about a week ago. Fantastic guy, conservative, and found out a lot of athletes are kind of conservative themselves. You wouldn't know that from regular life, but uh, we've got Nine Line. We've, we've got CEO Tyler Merritt and his father from Nine Line in here in hour three, so you're not going to want to go anywhere. It's Veterans Day, so thank you to all the veterans out there. And, of course, Nine Line is a veteran-owned company, so we certainly appreciate them. And one of our premier sponsors. So we had a great time hanging out with Tyler last night. But, uh, Rocky, you wanted to get to this one last thing, and I want to use this last segment here because accusations came out that Charlie Sheen was sexually assaulting, molesting Corey Haim some 30 years ago on the set of Lucas. Now, See, now that's a believable accusation. Well, and here's why it's believable, and I'm glad you brought it up because I was looking at some stuff yesterday, and you remember he was married to Denise Richards. And actually, she right. came out, I think, yesterday and said one of the biggest reasons that her and Charlie Sheen got divorced is because he liked little boys. He had he had an affinity for younger boys. And that was one of the deals that she came out and said. So, when you look, you're seeing this information. And you, we can, he's innocent until proven guilty. These are accusations. Same thing with Roy Moore. They're accusations, but you can believe these accusations. I mean, they may not be true. We don't know that. Corey Haim's dead. We don't We don't know that. It's only secondhand information. But when your ex-wife comes out and says, you know, my ex-husband had an affinity for younger boys, first of all, it's sick. It's sick. Secondly, to her, for her to say that, look, I'm going to say something right now. I hope my ex-wife is not listening because my ex-wife said a lot of nasty things about me. Not, none of them were true. So, look. You take it with a grain of salt. She's an ex-wife. She said some things. But now you've got these rumors floating around Hollywood that this stuff goes on. And you've seen what's happened with Kevin Spacey. 
I mean, my God, Hollywood has just drummed him out. And, and I think it's one of those deals, and I'll bring you in here, Mike, and get your opinion on this. I think it's one of the deals right now where Hollywood is trying to say, look, 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 let's, let, enough. Let, 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 let's, let's get some scapegoats. Let, let, let's get some people hung on this so that we can move on because we know it's rampant. And I, I was talking about Judd Apatow there. He's like, this is just starting. I, I mean, we know the inner workings of what's going on out there. What do you say to all this? Can you say anything? I mean, it's right. just disgusting. How do you validate what yeah. happens? It's disgusting what happens. And, and you're, I agree 100% with you. They're going to make a lot of noise real quick. People are going to say, like, at least Louis C.K. said, yeah, it happened. Yeah. You know, at least he said straight up. So now you can't, we can't fight a guy who says, no. you know, it's, it happens. And in, in fact, <laughs> it's kind of like what I call the M&M approach. Take, it, take away their, enemy, their, their, their ammo. Right. You know, let me talk about all my issues that I have. And then let's talk about, you know, now we can go back on, on and I'm going to bust on you. You got nothing to bust on me because I already put it out there. Well, and that's what happened with Louis C.K. did. Well, and Spacey kind of did that, too. Mm -hmm. Spacey kind of came out and threw the gay community under the, bu under right. the bus and said, hey, look, you know, I'm gay. So I've got these tendencies and uh, I feel bad. And I'm going to go to sex rehab. Right. Sex rehab? I mean, look, I love my wife. How do you, how do you go to sex rehab? I, I don't get that myself, but this is what's going on in Hollywood. And Rocky, you brought this up, so I know you've got something to say on it. Right. No, you know, I, I have a hard time, you know, just talking about the, this in general because, you know, I think it was about two years ago, guys, I, I went down this very dark, sinister rabbit hole of, of researching pedophilia in the United States. And it brought me down paths that, I mean, honestly, with, I, no exaggeration that I literally still have nightmares to this day. I, I find myself overprotecting of my children. Uh, I find myself overprotecting of, of children in general. So when, when I see these stories come forward like Charlie Sheen, I, you know, I mean, Hollywood should be ashamed of themselves in general. When we sit here, we, again, just like politicians work for us, we have empowered Hollywood. We go to the movies. We buy the tickets. We make yep. them millionaires. Yep. And they live this lifestyle, this lavish lifestyle, because of the hard work, knuckle-dragging work of the American citizens or people throughout the world that go and watch their movies. And what bothers me, gentlemen, is that we see this stuff happening. I'm not shocked about what's going on in Hollywood. I'm no. not shocked about any of this. I'm not shocked about the pedophilia because we knew this was happening this entire time, and yet the majority of our nation is going to be passive about it, and they're going to be forgiving because they're going to go get counseling. And oh, yeah, get sex better. rehab. That's right, sex, sex rehab. rehab. And, and, and I don't want to interrupt you here, Rocky, but we got some phone calls. I've been looking at the screen. i got to get them in here. Let's head Let's to Tim in Ohio. Tim, welcome to the conservative cartel. What's on your mind, man? I wanted to talk about the uh, whole government uh, ploy to keep people, uh, you know, basically not on the plantation but oppressed by the government. Um, uh, my wife and I both raised five children. God bless you. Went to, went to school. She got her master's degree. I just got my law degree, and all while dealing with uh, the government and food stamp programs and Medicaid and all that good stuff. And in actuality, I actually had a, a, a caseworker tell me if we would get divorced and remove me from the case, they would be able to give them Medicaid. They would be able to give them uh, wow. uh, more food stamps and everything like that. Yep. Now, that's exactly right. I worked, I worked all week long for 12 years and went to school on the weekends. Good for you. And drove, and drove to, to another state to be able to go to school. Sure. All financed. And what they did was they took away 80% of all of our uh, food stamp money.
And because I worked, they said we didn't qualify for Medicaid. Luckily, I have veterans benefits, so my kids had health care. Well, and thank you for your but service, I, by the way, right. sir. No problem. My birthday yesterday, Marine Corps, Semper Fi. Anyway. Oh, I love it. Um, we, uh, when I graduated law school back in January, I got all kinds of letters from the government saying, come work for the government for 10 years. We'll forgive all your debt. We'll do this. We'll yeah. do that. Just join the, the uh, American Federation of Government Workers Union. There you go. Yeah, get it, get into another government institution. Well, Tim, thank you for holding, and we appreciate your service, sir. Thank you on this Veterans Day. We certainly appreciate that. We're going to head to Jim real quick in Minnesota. we got about a minute and a half. Jim, you're on the cartel. Go. Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing well. What's on your mind, sir? Oh, well, I just was uh, reaching out as far as I you know, heard you with guys in the program this morning. I'm a retired Navy. Well, thank generation you for your service. Bat. And I uh, got involved in the first three months of the Iraq war. And uh, anyway, but I've got three businesses that I'm running. And uh, anyway, uh, I'm trying to get bets. One, one I do is clients repair. And one I do as far as online franchise. And the amount of money that I'm pulling in, I'm just, what I'm doing, I'm reaching out to the Union Gospel Mission and the veterans there and uh, try to bring them in to my businesses and train them. Uh, because, like I said, it just breaks my heart to see our, you know, vets like myself, homeless. And I've been through right. the Depression. I've been through PTSD. And, like I said, I know what's going on. And, like I said, it just breaks my heart that, uh, you know, on this Veterans Day, we should have more days than just Veterans Day to appreciate That's veterans. Right. Well, every day is appreciation of the military. Amen. Well, Amen. It, it, this show will always do that because we are huge supporters of the veteran community. You guys do great hey, work. And, and hey, even hey, Jim. Tim, yeah, go ahead, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah, me, yeah. do me a favor. Do me a favor and send me an email and uh, let me know what's okay. going on. I'm in Minnesota, and send me an email. It's Rocky, R-O-C-C-I. Yeah, I'd love to get together with you. Yeah, contact me and let's hook up and let's talk and let's see what we can do to for expedite sure. anything that you're doing or get some promotions out there for okay. you to help you out in any way possible, brother. And thank you so much I for your continued that. support, man. Absolutely, brother. Jim yeah, from Minnesota. Thank Thanks, Jim. Certainly appreciate that. Rocky, I mean, look, and, and we heard from Tim before, Jim. I these, love our the, listeners, man. These veterans, well, listeners. right, but these veteran guys will pull, will pull themselves up by their bootstraps and they'll get it done. All they want, look, we live in the greatest country in the world. Damn right. Everybody has the same, same, y- y- you can get the same place. All you got to do is work for it. Everybody has the same, ab- you can get there if you work for it. No- nobody's going to hand you anything. But if you work for it and you want it and you want to aspire to get it, you can. Look at that guy. Five five kids and a wife. Put himself through college and is now a lawyer. Yep. I-, I mean, it- this is what makes America great. Mike, quick. Kidsmatterinternational.org. Thank you very much for that. Thanks for being I here. I appreciate it. We so certainly much. appreciate your time. Thank you. Hey, go don't there. go anywhere. On the other side, CEO Nine Line, Tyler Merritt, his father, bunch of veterans. Veterans Day. It's Saturday. The cartel. We're rolling on. Don't go anywhere. Happy V Day. This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to Hour 3, the Conservative Cartel. This Saturday morning, we are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios from the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, 888-900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline in studio. It's Veterans Day, by the way, fellas. Thank you. 
Got a bunch of veterans sitting around here in the studio. CEO, Nine Line Apparel, sitting to my left, Tyler Merritt. His father, Dan, who once again is a veteran of... No veteran? Not a veteran? Not a veteran. He produces veterans. He produces veterans. That's right. Make sure you speak into the microphone, boys. (laughs) Eric? Yes. Tell them who you are. Sergeant retired, uh, United States Marine Corps, wounded warrior, and now veteran. Thank you for your service. And we got Jason Short or Jason Smart over here. He's got no microphone, but if you're watching on the Facebook live page, you'll see him sitting over there. He's being quiet and he's waving and all that stuff for the cameras. But Tyler, thank you, first of all, for your service. No, thanks for all of you guys for your service. Appreciate the fact that you're one of our sponsors, of course, too. But uh, tell everybody about Nine Line yourself and how it happened. Man, that's a that's a long story. I know we got a short segment, so uh, it started uh, with us making custom apparel for special operations, mainly 160th, my unit. Uh, we didn't really like the products we were using. We wanted something that uh, would resonate with our fan base. And the word Nine Line was actually came up with. Uh, we came up with it. My brother did. Uh, I think you've met him now before. that's daniel daniel yep and it, it was uh the 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 name was iconic uh to the military to a distress call when someone's injured on in a battlefield uh that that nine line uh trigger someone like myself a glorified bus driver a helicopter. glorified bus driver you find a helicopter that's, that's not right. a glorified bus driver <laughs> it's a go ahead. mode of transportation there you go uh, so we'll we'll come in and, and pull you off the battlefield and the the wounds uh, hopefully we'll subside uh, and the bleeding will stop, but the continued care does not. So uh, we, we want to create that conversation. We want to bridge the gap between those who serve and those who don't. And we want to make sure that there's a conversation uh, about, you know, what it what a veteran can bring to the table in the civilian world, uh, which is a lot. And there's a lot of misnomers out there that we come back damaged, broken, mentally unstable, and it's just not true. Well, we're glad of that. I'll tell you, you have a great company, one of the fastest growing companies. Uh, yes. Oh, unbelievable. You do a great job. And I know we were talking last night. We've talked before and we've had lots of conversations as you guys were coming on board with us and we were on you and all that stuff. And, and you had said that you bootstrapped this. I mean, you came home and you said, look, this is what I'm going to do. Tell the story of why Nine Line started. <laughs> that is a well, it started in a garage uh, and it started as an idea to, um, you know, obviously provide some supplemental income to my family. Um my brother was getting out of the military. He ended up moving to Savannah, and we just had this idea that that veterans could break into this industry. Uh, I have zero fashion sense. Uh, I think everyone over here will attest to it. I mean, he looks like Giorgio Armani dressed up over there. He does look good <laughs> right? this morning, and he's I love a, the medals, like by the way. Three-piece suit. Yeah, I he does. T-shirt. Yeah. Only, thing he's, only thing he's missing is a cigar. That's, that's, that's ah, the there's say. Rocky. There's my co-host <laughs> coming in there. But uh, it, I, I was I was alluding to, and I and I believe this is the case. You you had a fellow serviceman who yep. you guys were trying to trying to make trying to make to to raise money. Yeah. For? So, so and that, and that's where the uh, the the value based organization that we are. Uh, it really did stem from we we started making good money, uh, and a friend of mine from West Point, actually a, a good friend of Jason Smart, we all went to West Point together. Um, lost all of his limbs, less two fingers. Uh, you know, went there with twenty digits, came back with two. Wow. So he's one finger away from being a quadruple amputee. Uh, but honestly, when you when you go and talk with with him, it's always tell me what what I can do, right. not what, what I can't, can't do. Right. And uh, what, what we were doing was uh, providing some funding for some of the extraneous expenses. Right. If you lose all of your limbs, your body cannot regulate your, your itself when you're sleeping. So he could not have a solid night's sleep. So we bought him this very expensive 
mattress that would regulate his body temperature. Right? It, it was uh, ungodly expensive. Uh, randomly, his house burnt down, and we had to do it again. So a lot yeah. of misfortune mm. with yeah. Flip Klein. Uh, but the guy never, ever complained. It was always just tell me what I can do. Tell me about how to rebuild again. And right. that really did inspire us. We created a foundation in 2014. So the apparel companies in 2012, we started the foundation in 2014. And we're now on our uh, fifth wheelchair accessible home. And Eric is the recipient of our fifth home. Um, right. Which and is, that's down here in Dallas? It's going to be in New Braunfels, Texas. Okay. And fill us in, Eric. I mean, you you come along. How did you find out about? How did you guys find each other? How how did this happen? How does it happen that way? Match dot com. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Christian Mingle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do they have one for the for the veteran community? It's like a very it's yeah. a very dark uh, uh, website. So so tell us a little bit of your story, Eric. What, what's going on? How you guys got together? Kind of thing. We still have about three four minutes. Right. So I uh, started running. Uh, couple of marathons, 5Ks here and there, and, and uh, the 9-11 run in New York City is where I met uh, the New York City firefighters uh, and ended up getting with the VFW group with them. Mm-hmm. And I guess Bill uh, was the one that introduced me to Tyler, and I became a boxer uh, as an amputee. And I, I did a couple of shoots with the uh, 9 Line Apparel, and uh, we became part of the family, started linking up together and putting our ideas together and um, showcasing that, you know, veterans can, what can I do? Right. And that's how we started linking up. And from there, we just became uh, not just brothers in arms, but more more of a family as well. Well, and I think, and I want to expound on that because it, last night we were out with you at the Sky Ball, which we'll be back out there tonight. Nine Line's out there and whatnot in the Nine Line Foundation. But as everybody's there, it's like you guys don't have, you know everybody. It's like you're all friends. If you know each other or not, that relationship's there. And and, and you guys all treat everybody the same. And I love that about the the, the veteran community, of course. I mean, you all have went and served your country. It, it's, it's beyond that, right? So the nine line is that distress call. Uh, when we're back here in the United States, it still continues that we need to band together. Uh, the veteran community is very strong. Um, the, the whole idea that I'm your brother's keeper and you're mine, the whole idea that uh, I've got your six, I've got your back, it, it's not just the military. It's the first responders. It's everyone that's willing to go and sacrifice themselves for the greater good, uh, the greater good being our country. Right? They, we, have, we have a lot of things that we need to work on, but when it comes down to it, I've been in a lot of really, I can't say cuss words, bad places in right. the world. Right. Uh, nasty, gnarly. Nasty, gnarly, yeah. all those things. And we have first world problems. Uh, oh, there, yeah. there's, there's a big difference between the right. woes that we have, uh, and, and the things that are going around the world. And we need to be very grateful. We need to continue to improve and we need to give back to our community. And that's where I think our company has kind of broken through to start that conversation and to build the relationships with black rifle coffee. Absolutely. And, 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 and one of our, owners. one of our sponsors and you guys are co-mingled is, is the reason we're all in this together. And, and I just want to let all the listeners know we've got CEO of nine line apparel, Tyler Merritt, his dad, Dan in studio. We've got Eric and Jason and in, in, sitting in here. And you guys are listening to us on the blaze Facebook page. But after this segment, we're going to head over to the conservative cartel Facebook page. So if you would do that would be fantastic. That's going to end here. Uh, one quick question, Rocky. We got about a minute and a half. No, no. First, first, uh, Tyler, I mean, thank you so much for, for allowing this show to become possible at the, at the levels it has. And, and uh, it, it's such an honor and privilege. And I can't wait to get down to Georgia and shake hands with so many people uh, down at your facility. 
Uh, there's a couple things I want to add, but because we don't have a lot of time here, I'm just going to let let us come to break, Matt. And uh, there's something I do want to add in regards to a personal experience I have, and uh, just to kind of piggyback on what Tyler was just referring to. But again, thank you so much to Nine Line Apparel uh, for allowing the conservative cartel to have a voice at a nationwide level. Hey, I really appreciate it. Hopefully, you guys follow us uh, for the rest of the segment. We're going to go uh, punch Bo Bergdahl in the face in the next Oh, one. we're going to talk yeah. politics. Don't you worry. Look, we're going to get some stories. I'm going to give you some insight. We're, we're going to get stories Probably because get in I, trouble for it. I heard some stories here last night because we hung out with Tyler and, and Jason last night, a couple other guys. And we're going to get some stories. We're going to open the microphones up. We're going to talk. I, I know Dan's got some stories. We're going to bring him in and talk about all the famous people he knows and how well he's connected and I think there was a story about someone getting shot in the rear end that might come out. That's my grandfather. Grandfather got got that shot in the rear end. So, (laughs) you know, those are things. But, you know, we're big. We're big, big supporters of the veteran community. I mean, it's the one thing. I didn't serve. My dad did. My grandfather did. We appreciate the service. I mean, it it takes special people and selfless people to go out and do what you do and to give even the ultimate sacrifice, which you were saying one of your buddies didn't make it back. Uh, quite a few. Yeah, well, I saw a video that you put on Nine Line about a week ago that yeah. was, yeah. I mean, some don't make it. I'm not trying to it. cry on this show. Oh, I, so. I know, but <laughs> and, and the thing is, some don't make it back. Yes. And for all those that don't, I mean, I know Veterans Day isn't that day, but thank you for your service. Everybody out there that's listening, if you want to be part of the program or you want to ask Tyler or anybody in, in studio, here some questions here. 888 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. We would love to hear from you. We're going to get into we're going to get into some stories. You're, you're going to want to stick around. There's there's going to be some stories. We just ask for no cursing. If we can get away with the no cursing, we'll be <laughs> all right. But don't go anywhere. The cartel is going to roll on this Saturday morning. So stick around. We'll be back. You're in the marketplace of liberty, the conservative cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, you know, you could not ask for a better Veterans Day to have the CEO, Tyler Merrick, sitting in studio on the Conservative Cartel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. Obviously, broadcasting live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. If you want to call in, join the conversation, just call the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. Again, Tyler, you know, like I said last segment, um, it's because of you and, and Nine Line Apparel um, that allows our voices uh, to reach a national audience. And, and I could not tell you personally at a personal level how grateful I am. And I, I want to add something here, you know, in regards to our veterans. And now I'm not a veteran and very humiliated to say that. Uh, and I started an organization uh, back in 2007. We, it's called the American Patriot Riders. And we, we did uh, remodeling for disabled vets. We did welcome home ceremonies for our Vietnam veterans. Uh, we did a lot of KIAs. We we dealt directly with the Department of Defense uh, to stand the flag line uh, for our fallen troops from the Iraqi and Afghanistan war. Um, I, I dealt with a lot of disabled veterans from those wars, and I stood with a lot of families that were burying their children. I stood with a lot of children that were burying their parents. And when you still to this day, you go up to an injured, a disabled veteran or a veteran in general, and you reach your hand out to thank them, 
you know, it's it's one of the most humbling experiences because you know, even like my father, who's a he he was a uh, Vietnam vet, Purple Heart, he was shot three times. I it's almost like he don't want to be thanked. It, it almost it's like it it was a duty to him, a responsibility to him as an American to protect and serve the country he loves so much. And so for me to be able to be a voice as a non-veteran, to be a voice for the veterans, to stand with the veterans, to stand with those still currently serving is, is, is beyond an honor that I cannot even articulate into words. And to be part of this movement and to be part of the cartel, to be part of the nine line apparel, to be part of Black Rifle Coffee, and to be part of this growing rise in patriotism that we so much need in this country is, is truly humbling. And thank you to you, your staff, and everybody that's affiliated with you for your continued efforts to continue to give back to our veterans. Well, I, I really appreciate it. Um, it is one of those those humbling experiences to watch this thing grow. And, and you hit on one point, which was uh, the, the humble heroes and, and, mm. and the individuals who want to remain thankless and the individuals who are injured, who are not asking for help. And that's that is the case. You know, Flip didn't ask for help. Uh, Sergeant Holbert, uh, double amputee, third group special forces guy, didn't ask for help. Uh, but they they need it. Uh, yeah. it you know, they'll, they'll survive without right. it. And, and again, we talk about first world problems. Oh, you yeah. know, it's but uh, having a wheelchair accessible home um, gives you that freedom of mobility and it, and, it, and it that new sense of purpose in life that you can be independent. Uh, and, and we like to say it's that new sense of normal, the new normalcy that uh, our wounded veterans, uh, Eric being one of them, you know, they, they want to return to that. They want to be right. able to make their kids breakfast in the morning. And, uh, you know, where we learn these things and, and where we learn to give back are, are from the teachings of, of family. You know, my, my father uh, was a huge influence in my life and his father was a huge influence on him. And, and uh, you know, his father was uh, shot. Where was he shot? Where is he shot, Dad? In the rear. Make sure the microphone. Get <laughs> yeah. that. Yep. Get that microphone up there. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was in uh, a Marine, and like you, uh, and he was in Iwo Jima, and uh, he was only there a few days, and uh, he got shot in the butt. He got shot in the rear <laughs> yeah, end. He got shot in the rear end. Kind of like Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Forrest Gump. Just running. And he was in a foxhole for several days. <laughs> Somebody finally got him. And right. Luckily, because um, that's. I'm here. He's able to still well, produce my father well, and my uh, dad's. And, and, and here you go. So here you go. Papa, <laughs> Papa Merritt here. We're, we're, we're going to talk. You've got two boys. Yes, and two girls. And two girls. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Anybody yeah. outside of the boys we know. Yeah. Military. We're all four military or just two? No, two of them, Daniel and Tyler, both military. Right. Excessively proud of both of them. As Every you should be. Every single day of the week, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of their friends. I'm proud of what they do. So, you know, as their father, I, I mean, you're a big influence on their life. They've turned out really well. You think you were going to be a CEO of a nationwide clothing line or a, a worldwide? I, uh, no. No, I, I thought I might be um, working at a nice gas station uh, <laughs> at some point. Uh, I had a little bit of a troubled past uh, growing up. No. And, and a little wayward, wayward ways uh, that my father and... Actually, his uh, almost father figure had, came to a decision that they, a mutual decision, uh, that they were going to send me to a military school. So uh, that's where Bill Buckley got involved and told us that, hey, you know what? Uh, I know you really enjoy high school in Florida, mainly uh, all the parties and everything right. outside of school. Uh, so I think I had a 1.6 GPA. My freshman year? No, you did pretty well, but you never went to school. I never went to school. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that guy. That guy. There you go. I found the beach. 
So we're in Florida. So let's let's draw this this picture here for the radio audience. So you grew up where in Florida? Sarasota. Uh, he was with me from uh, the age 14 on. Okay. So you're in Sarasota, Florida. You're you're going to high school. You're kind of a wild and crazy guy. How does West Point come into this picture? Yeah. So that was uh, that was my goal. I always wanted to be a pilot. I always wanted to fly. I was always fascinated by it. And uh, I was on a path to not accomplishing that. And um, on a very, very quick path. And I was lucky enough to have some people who cared about me, one of them being the founder of National Review, William F. Buckley Jr., uh, who was a huge influence in my life. And not just the thought process that I I still uh, refer to today, uh, but he was just a good role model and a mentor and uh, basically convinced me that, you know, with my father, uh, I, I would do much better with some more structure. Uh, and military schools seem to provide that. That, that tends to be the case of young, among young men. But let, let, let's talk about some of these relationships that you have, Dan, with William Buckley. I mean, where are you meeting these people? How, how did this all come about? Uh, uh, Christopher Buckley, uh, his son, uh, is one of my absolute closest friends. We've oh, known each other okay. all our lives. And I happened to have um, lunch one day, and Bill found out that I like boats. So he hired me for a whopping $5 a week. Uh, you know, $5 a week. Yeah. What were you doing? I was just cleaning the boat and drinking the wine. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, anyway, it developed into a phenomenal relationship, you know, that I sailed with Bill for 45 years. Uh, met lots and lots of uh, his friends. They were wonderful to be around. And uh, when it comes to this one and his brother, who also was equally a pain uh, when, <laughs> when he was young, um, and their mom uh, agreed, it's a good idea to send him to school. So we went to Valley Forge Military Academy at the recommendation of Bill. Oh. And, um, and it was probably the best thing that ever ever happened to him. And later, his brother went to Valley Ford sure. uh, Military Academy in college, um, and he went to the college and became an officer. So that's, nice. that's one of the ways. So, didn't want to happened. be outranked by his brother. So who's older? Daniel's three years older. Okay. Yep. So you're the young brother. Now, Better are the girls older yeah. or younger? There's one older, there's one younger. Uh, oh, so the boys are sandwiched. Yes. Okay. The boys got sandwiched, and, and the girls are just as proud of their brother as they are of her. Uh, I'm very fortunate dad. I have four independent, hardworking, give-back children. Well, it's, you're probably fortunate because that's what you instilled in them. I mean, l- let's let's talk tax here. I mean, it seems like you have a very nice family. I, I've met the one the one son here. I haven't met Daniel yet, which I'm sure I'll do that while we're over here in Savannah, I'm sure. But, you know, that the apple probably doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, I told my kids to take everything they liked about me and keep it close to their heart and what bad behavior I had, improve on it. And they did. There you know. go. And, and, and here's something about my father and the importance of, of family, right? So we, that's, that's how you shape your children, right? So I, I have uh, three children, and it's what I show to them. That's who they're going to become. You know, if I'm a selfish, greedy individual, right. then they will become one. If I sure. teach them the importance of giving back uh, to their community and the community abroad, uh, if we teach them the importance of education, if we teach them the importance of work ethic, which is the hardest thing to teach. My father works seven days a week still. Like we have to basically yell at him to stop working. And if you come to Savannah and just ask people about Father Dan, they'll tell you. They'll take Father Dan. Father now Dan. we know. Now we know, Father Rocky. Dan. But look, you're, you're completely you're completely describing a conservative. Li- li- liberals, uh, that, that's the thing that we're, I think, 
the moral compass of this country has lost its ability to work, to to pull itself up by the bootstraps, to to achieve, to to go out there and put yourself on the line. And I know you told me a story about what you and your wife went through to start this company. Yeah, that's not recommended to keep uh, marriages, marriages together. together, right? Uh, right. You know, I I had to explain to my wife on a satcom, a satellite phone, yeah. while in a country that uh, I can't even say, right? Uh, being part of the special operations, and explained to her that she needed to stop going to school uh, to work on her business full time. That's growing too fast. Uh, I still couldn't pay her, and we sold the house so we could buy another piece of machine. We're moving our uh, two kids while she was pregnant. Uh, with our third and our <laughs> dogs into a two-bedroom apartment instead of the house that we saved for. So there were the sacrifices are real. Bootstrapping, you know, if people think that taking on loans from family members is bootstrapping, um, yeah, that's that's part of it. You know, I, I had to borrow money from from my father at some point. I think it was you know five thousand dollars. We were we we just couldn't. Uh, come up with enough cash, and all banks told us to get lost. Well, so. yeah, because you were a new business. You had no credit, nothing established. I mean, here you are, and now your company's growing at 5,000% 5, 5, 5, a Five, year? 5,500% year over year. Oh, uh, it's been a, it's an incredible growth, uh, sustained growth, and it's it, we've hit that five-year mark. And that a lot of yep. small businesses, you know, it, it, it's going from a couple hundred thousand to a couple million to tens of millions. Right. That there's evolutionary leaps that I could not have uh, planned for. You know, to go from QuickBooks to an SAP program, go from a garage to a 60,000 square foot facility. Which you just opened a brand new facility in did. Savannah, right? Which just in uh, what? Uh, it, it, right in the middle of October, I think. Couple so about weeks a couple Yeah, two, yep. three weeks ago. Yep. We got our certificate of occupancy, so we're legally occupying it now, uh, which is great. Well, you so know, he jumped the tra- a- I think yeah. there was a conversation of, well, I know, I know the mayor, so we'll be all right. He's a good guy, there and he's go. all about growth, <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of bureaucracies involved that slow things mm, down. Right. Uh, but I think right now we have the leadership in Georgia to continue to grow the economy. Uh, Savannah's growing exponentially. Georgia's growing exponentially. Texas, just the same. If you get the right leadership in place, yes. incredible things can happen. Well, and it just goes to show you that conservatism does work. The, the free market does work. And, hey, by the way, we're in studio here. Tyler Merritt, CEO of Nine Line. Don't go anywhere. Bo Bergdahl. We're going to cover some Bo Bergdahl coming up. You want to be part of the program. 888 3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Stick around. It's going to get good. Well, welcome back this Saturday morning, the Conservative Cartels. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, you have any questions, Tyler Merritt, CEO of Nine Line Apparel, Dad Dan, got Eric over on the couch, Jason, we're, 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 they're over there nicely dressed, Eric. I tell you what, I mean, we're all sitting around in Nine Line shirts, and this guy walks in. This is a, a nine-line suit. It's a nine-line <laughs> suit. I mean, he's got the flag pin on his tie like that. He's got the vest. I mean, he's looking dapper. You're looking dapper. Matt, hey, hey, Matt, Matt, in my world, Appreciate we call that Guido. Guido. <laughs> Here we go. Rocky's Italian. If, if he, he's the emotional meatball. I mean, this guy's uh, – Rocky, how you doing over there? I almost forgot you were there. I, I'm loving the conversation, man. I, I got Monday on my mind. I got George on my mind. I got Dallas on my mind. And I'm a little yeah. upset. I'm a little jealous that I'm not going to be with you guys tonight, but I'm just going to kind of – Waddle in my pillow, and I'll be okay because I know I'm leaving Monday. He's going to unfriend us on Facebook yeah, tonight so he doesn't see any of the pictures I've got from an the extra, ball. I got an extra hours. ticket. 
Yeah, you got you got to you got to jump that. on the plane don't and get you get here. Freaking say there that. we go. And there <laughs> you go. But no, Rocky, what what's, what what do you got for? No, I you know I I'm, I'm intrigued to um, and I apologize, um, Guido. I'm going to call you Guido for now on. <laughs> it's Eric. Uh, Eric, I want to I want to hear your story. <laughs> Eric is a boxer. Week. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah, that's what uh, the, that's what the black eye just came out yeah. from. <laughs> oh, the black eye. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I want to know it, it, how much are you, you know, if you're willing to share uh, your experience and, and, um, and what happened. You know, and I know, Tyler, you're talking about, I'm a first responder, I'm a firefighter. I couldn't even imagine, I've watched some of these documentaries of, of these, these, these guys going into combat, flying into combat to, to rescue people that are injured in combat. And, uh, you know, it, it takes a certain character uh, to go in under fire uh, to save a life. And I don't think most Americans can really wrap their mind around what it actually takes at a psychological level to do those things. But Eric, if you could just share with us, you know, can you, what happened and the amazing people that helped you through your recovery process? Correct. So I was in Iraq in 2007 on my third tour, came in as a squad leader. Oh, keep going. Somebody's got their volume on. Keep going. So Jason, we ended up getting, uh, hit by a suicide bomber that came underneath mm. our uh, observation post that we were at and detonated a bomb that had 3,000 pounds of explosives, Jesus. blew the bridge as we were on top of it. So some of our guys went flying. Uh, some of us got caught underneath the bridge, and then the rest of the debris uh, completely covered us. We were hit by that first initial uh, bombing, and our FOB, which is our forward operations base, was about 800 meters away. And they sent QRF to come after us and get us out of that uh, debris. But the mushroom cloud that created from that bomb was half a mile up in the air. Wow. So we needed immediate uh, evacuation. And that's where the nine line kind of fits in with me because I, I have a sense of, uh, of home feeling and, and gratitude towards the nine line uh, foundation because of pilots like Tyler actually flew in and we still received small arms fire afterwards um, after the initial blast and they came and got us out of there within that first hour to get us into a med- medical facility to uh, sustain our wounds. Yeah. And we've had, uh, there was eight of us on the bridge, six of us had to get medevaced out of Iraq. I have a corpsman who is still in a vegetated state and it's been 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we have three amputees that came out of that uh, incident and then we've had several other uh injuries that are going to be lifelong right you know and like i said that's that's what ended up happening 2007 and from there we had to you know go through therapy rehabilitation learn how to walk again learn how to speak and you know kind of getting your your uh, therapy and and psychiatric uh right. everything taken care of until i was back to as close as 100 percent, and then finally getting retired medically out right. of the military and now you box. Now I'm a fighter. Yes, I've always been a fighter. I guess since I was a boy, um, and then I became the first Marine amputee sanctioned to box in the United States. Yeah. I've had six fights so far as an amputee, and we're trying to push for Paralympics yeah. and the Invictus Games, so that way we can get worldwide um, participation and showcase that if kids that are growing with amputations or anybody else that has some kind of a disability or setback, <laughs> that they can still achieve their goals and they can still continue doing. Uh, and having a, a full life. Well, that's a that's an amazing story. Now let's n- let's move to a not an amazing story, because 
we were talking before the break, and I'm going to pay off this tease. Bo Bergdahl. We know the story behind Bo Bergdahl. We've talked about it here on the cartel. I mean, the guy walks off his post, get, gets kidnapped, taken, what, whatever you want to call it. We get him back. Former president trades five terrorists for the guy, welcomes his family into the Rose Garden and <coughs> says he's a great hero. And here we are. Now he has found not guilty of anything, but yet you've got all kinds of other things that have happened. I mean, I can bring just to example the guy that took pictures of his workstation in the submarine. Yep. Went to jail. This guy commits treason, walks off mutiny or whatever, whatever, just walks off his post, you know, deserts, AWOL, and he's treated like a hero. And I read, I read an article this morning that taxpayers may be on the hook for his back pay. We're still not allowed to cuss on this show, correct? Yeah, we're not allowed to cuss, but you're looking, he's getting the vein in his forehead. I got that vein too. It's starting to pop out. Go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, your uh, your co-host hit on, you know, the the certain type of crazy it takes to go into the military, and, and it's um, an understanding of the danger that you're going into. You volunteer to serve uh, for the guys left and right of you. That's right. Um, I originally was the the Apache guy, right? So I flew a tank. It was great. Uh <laughs> When in Iraq, uh, actually, I've got an, a story about uh, that that bridge that was uh, blown up. I responded to a tick, and some of our guys actually drove. No, what's off. a tick? A troops in contact. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, and some of our guys actually drove off that that uh, bridge because it hadn't been built mm-hmm. correctly. But you know, there's hundreds of fighters in that area, and the DR, the Diallo River Valley uh, was uh, happy to get rid of quite a few of them. Um, but you know that that is. That is the type of people I like working with, the individuals who knowingly run into battle, that knowingly respond to that that nine-line call. I eventually went to the 160th with a bunch of like-minded guys, got to work with a lot of the special operations community. And I've got a lot of knowledge uh, specifically about Bergdahl that would probably put me in jail <clears throat> if right. I said it. Uh, but I can allude to the fact that uh, we we definitely knew where he was. We could have removed him at um, any time. Not at any time, but at certain but times. At certain times, okay. Uh, there there is contingencies for getting American hostages uh, brought back to America, right? But not volunteer deserters, right? So because he walked, right. he voluntarily walked off his post. Correct. And I don't know how many service men died looking for him. Quite a few. Eight or ten. Not, no, you'll never be able to put the total number. Right. Because Th- that we just of know of. Right. So there's quite a few uh, children, wives, that will never see their husband, right. father again because of this individual. There are, uh, there's a horrible precedence that we're setting that yep. you can commit high treason almost. Uh, well, and that's what it is. And and nothing happens. And I and I know that our commander in chief has said very simply he should be shot. Uh, and I'm not going to disagree with that. Well, and I want to ask you a question here because this is what broils me. Donald Trump says, "Look, this guy is the worst of the worst," and then the left used that as an excuse of, "Oh, Donald shall not have said anything because the judge took that into account." I why hope, why I, in I, the I, world would a judge take into account what the president said instead of the facts? It, it's just another excuse. Uh, you know the is. the influence um, in the whole situation. The the fact that we gave five high level uh, terrorists right. to Oman. I've been to Oman. Uh, there is a very porous border. You know, I've been to Abu Dhabi. I've been to all, all of those those countries. 
they can continue to operate uh, freely. And right now, we have brought back a trader, and yeah. you get to watch this individual disrespect everyone that I've cared for who've lost their lives or lost their limbs by having the audacity of, of wearing combat stripes all the way up to his elbow. And, and for people who are not in the military, combat stripe is earned for six months deployed. Okay. Um, you know, when you see individuals who are soldiers like him, uh, like my friends, you know, I, I've got four combat stripes. You know, I, I don't know how many you have, but it's quite a few. And, you know, that's years of your life spent fighting. Right. Combat. Right. Not colluding, not walking towards, not befriending. And, yes, he was tortured and he was he was treated poorly. Well, those are, you know, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. You went right. to go befriend the enemy. You walked off post looking for the enemy not to close with and destroy, which is kind of our mission. Right. Uh, it was to close with and befriend. So now you have the audacity to want money. And I think... Uh, and we're going to be on the hook for it. Now, I'm going to stop you there because the music's playing. we got 30 seconds. But don't go anywhere. we got one more segment. I don't know what we're going to get into, Rocky. Who knows? This last segment might be goofy. Who the heck knows? We're going to do some stuff. Stick around. The cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. Conservative Cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. Final segment already of our number three right here. The Conservative Cartel live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. If you want to call in, folks, we got one segment left. Black Rifle Coffee Hotline at 3393 before we continue um I, I wanted to try to get this in a little bit earlier when i was talking with eric but we we know the struggles of recovery we we understand that a lot of these troops are coming home and there is not just a physical battle but there's a psychological battle and we try to get this in on every single segment we know how many veterans we're losing every day to suicide we understand what's going on with the homeless situation with our veterans uh please don't ever hesitate to talk to somebody the suicide prevention line 800 273 8255 again the suicide prevention hotline 800-273-8255 i want to say something when we're talking about bergdahl the traitor to the united states i don't care what cnn has to say i don't care what fox has to say i don't care what abc nbc or any mainstream media outlet has to say i care what veterans think and i think what he did to this country was atrocious and he should be hung for treason. There's my opinion. Well, Facebook says rope's cheap. I'm looking at some of the comments on the Facebook Live. <laughs> and it, it, look, it, it, there, there are consequences to actions. There, there always are. And it, it, it depends. It, your life is built on those actions that you take. And here we are. And during the break, we were talking about, you know, the whole deal with Barack Obama and having Bo Bergdahl's family in the Rose Garden and the things, oh, you know, praise be in, in, in Arabic and all the crap they were doing and all the stuff. Just... You almost couldn't get another outcome from what had been laid. And, and, and Tyler said it very well. I've got uh, CEO of Nyline Apparel, Tyler Merritt, sitting here with his dad, Dan, and Eric and Jason over the way. But uh, you said it, it was a lot of bad decisions, all put together by a commander-in-chief who had no clue, wasn't listening to anybody around him, obviously. But isn't that what happens to the military when Democrats get into office? Bad decisions happen. Well, I can't I can't talk about that in in uh, totality, but I will say for that specific instance, uh, any senior ranking military official would understand the secondary and tertiary effects of right. those actions, right. and they would 
advise very strongly against it. But when you make decisions that impact the military uh, for political purposes, there's absolute consequences. Well, and, and that's the one thing that we do a political talk show. Politics shouldn't be in, mil- in, in the military. It, it shouldn't be political. And I think Trump has done a very good job of, of putting the proper people back into place to make the decisions and not making the decisions from the political side. When, when you are the commander-in-chief, you uh, have ultimate responsibility for the success and failure of any operation. Right, mm-hmm. That's a heavy burden. Sure I'll tell is. you right now, when you go out, and I'm the air mission commander, and uh, you know, if, if we lose aircraft, we lose men, and I have to come back and present a folded flag. I mean, that, that, that bears mm-hmm. an incredible burden of what could I have done differently. Right. And you cannot play around with these decisions. No. If you do not take that role and that responsibility correctly, um, you know, you will have to atone for it. And I, and I was you know, talking with Eric, and I would always go and bounce my ideas off my senior enlisted. You know, that first sergeant uh, would always be my, my voice of reason, who, right. was, who would just break it down very simply and say, uh, no. That's a bad idea. You know, Your sounding yeah. board, yes. And, and, what, what, no. what and in the Marine Corps, in the Marine Corps, you know, one of the general orders, general order number five is, do not quit your post until properly relieved. Right. And if you try to exit, you know, the the actions given by the senior enlisted would be, shoot them on the spot. Yeah, you're done. That's it. If he tries to do it again, or if he tries to evade, he should be shot. Well, you're you're, but you're talking about. I mean, you're talking about a chain here. That you're in a foreign country with hostiles, that you don't break that chain. You break that chain, the entire machine breaks down. Exactly. If you, if you take that that link out, yep, you're putting more at risk. Right. So, and when you're you, making decisions that are based on how are the polls going to read, as opposed to we had Mark Geist at our spot uh, a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and Mark's an incredible guy. Chris Peranto, incredible guy. The survivors mm-hmm. from uh, Benghazi. Benghazi. Yep. And, and the key word is survivors. Yeah. Uh, they didn't. They they didn't have to fight that battle alone. Right. You know, they, there was response elements that could have and wanted to be activated. Um, so again, that commander in chief position. I, I don't think right now, if we have another embassy attack, there'll be any uh, questions. And in fact, I'm pretty sure there's already a pre-approval of uh, go ahead and touch our sovereign so- soil. Right. Which it's sovereign. You know, that's that's, that's right. our embassy. It's American, it's American soil. Just yeah, like you, yours you right. in yep. the United States, that's right. that is yours. That's and right. that is the agreement between civilized nations. Yep. So go ahead and incur on our borders into our embassy and see what happens now. Uh, because we've learned from that mistake. And we're not going to leave our fallen behind. We're not going to allow... I'm getting all fired up listening. To yeah, the clown right punisher's getting cool excited over ahead. there. Come, come and touch me. Come and, come and talk. I'm walking my grass. <laughs> and it's, and, talk to me. But that's, some, that's some serious stuff. I mean, when the, yep. the, the year after, you know, I, I'll attest that I may or may not have been sitting on a tarmac just waiting, 9-11, right. the year after, just waiting yep. for someone to try to do it again. Because yep. at that point, mm-hmm. you know, it was made such a, a national um, catastrophe. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. We we let them down. Sure, sure. That they weren't going to allow it to happen again. And I, I I can speak for the guys that were on that tarmac with me. We were willing and able and wanting to uh, to go and show that you will never be able to do this again. Right. And uh, I think we set a horrible precedence right now with uh, Bo. And I I think that if we're going to give money that three hundred thousand, please, you know, uh, 
I will lead the charge in in helping to go after that money for the fallen. Uh, yeah, for charities. Take that money, exactly. bow, and do the right thing and give it to the individuals who no longer have a father or husband right, because right. of you. Uh, right, right. That would be the only saving grace for you to ever atone and, and just admit to what you've done. Absolutely. So on a lighter note here, NineLineApparel.com. We're running out of time here. we got about three minutes. Get over there. Like the Facebook page. Follow Tyler. Buy a shirt. I mean, they're great. They're, we got some cartel shirts coming out. Share around with ISIS. I'm wearing just the tip. We got a few rolling around here, but uh, all right, De- Papa, pa- Papa Dan here. We're going to end this deal. What is what does America not know about Tyler Merritt? Uh, America doesn't know a lot about Tyler. <laughs> Give us some juicy tidbits here at the end. Some well, some good stuff. Well, first and foremost, is not so good stuff. Is is that what parents and brothers and sisters, cousins go through when people like. Tyler are gone, and right. his brother are gone. And, you know, we, obviously, we don't suffer, but men cry too. And sure. countless times, sure. I worried about these guys. On the fun note. Yeah, on the fun side now. <laughs> uh, on the fun note, uh, you know, Tyler's like a dog with a bone. He just won't give that damn thing up. So <laughs> anything he decides to tackle, he's going to go and do it. Yeah. He loves to have fun um, when he's not working, which is way the hell too much. So does his brother. And so it's, oh, I wonder where you got that from. Yeah. wonder where that yeah. came from, right? Well, you work hard, you play hard. That's right. <laughs> and they right. learned how to right. do that very well. Good, good. And I'll tell you what, a fantastic company. And I know Rocky said it, but I'll say it again. We are so appreciative of the fact that Nine Line Apparel stands behind the conservative cartel. We actually have new cartel shirts coming out. So they're coming out, be paying attention. We got one that's not so much going to be somewhere. We'll get it somewhere else, but... There's some shirts coming out that are the cartel shirts. That'll be good. Give a shout out to uh, Zach Scaff and yes. uh, Jason Norton, two uh, two veteran uh, guys that work at Nine Line that are helping to create the um, slightly offensive uh, versions of the versions cartel of shirt. The cartel. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So give, uh, a, give a precursor. You go, a little, go right ahead. Go right. So ahead. it may or may not consist of, I think, Gandhi. Yeah, with a with a rifle. With a rifle. Yeah, and some <laughs> sayings. it's fantastic and there's a little story behind it we're not going to go into it but we've got some cartel shirts coming out we we honestly appreciate the fact that nine line apparel stands you know for america for veterans Mm -hmm. is a great company i mean you run a you run a great company you're a great man i've met you now a couple times here we'll be in georgia next week we need more tyler merits in this world we need more people who love this country who are willing to stand up for what's right and do the right things and that's that's what is amazing about Nine Line Apparel and, and why we love being part of your brand. Well, we appreciate it. it. It's crazy. So you've got one minute. What, what do you got? Any, any last words? Anything you want to leave us with? I think I just want to keep saying sayings that are on shirts, like just the tip. Yes, and share just the tip. And throw some shameless plugs. But no, it's it's been incredible <laughs> to partner with a lot of organizations. we got American Airlines Air Power tonight with all the Medal of Honor recipients. Yep, the sky a lot ball. of guys that yep. I became friends with. Those are one medal I never wanted uh, because of, you know, what's involved. And, and those are the people we need to pay homage to on Veterans Day. Absolutely. And happy Veterans Day to all you veterans out there. This has been the cartel. We're done, Stooch. Three hours of broadcast entertainment in the can. Hey, stay tuned to Facebook. You're going to see us in Savannah, Georgia this week. Cartel out.
You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. To a soldier, a nine-line medevac request is a symbol of 